crack my crizzy. We're getting crizzy up in here. Bring the cookies. You might want another one. You're going to be fine. I did put a little bit more um, CBD in these ones. That, they're like a, a two to one. So, so like 10 milligrams of THC to five milligrams of CBD. Those are really good comforting cookies. <laughs> they're going to comfort you from the inside they're out. They're going to comfort you. Am I talking into this good enough? Here we go. Let me kick back. Toy. 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 Fucking sick, man. You hang out with Kobe all the time, man. All I say is fucking assaulted. Assaulted? Uh, do you know the joke that goes with it? What? How do you cut down a tree? Oh. Assaulted. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you want me to leave right now? Why not? It was great. Um, um yeah. What? Yeah. I usually have to just keep a little cooler here next to me. A cooler? A cooler. Because you're cool? My fucking floor is so dirty right now. Bro. Yeah. I wasn't going to say anything, but. Because I vacuumed like two days ago and then fall happened. Fall did happen. And the fall of the like, leaves. What the fuck, man? Did you see they got a dusting at Bogus? What? Bogus had a dusting. Really? Yeah. 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 You have a, a boner. You just strap it in. Take it into the check it into the waistband. That's a good old waistband trick. It's a good old waistband trick. Fucking dicks. Yeah, dicks. But no, so I was looking at hairless cats because I think they're fucking rad. And then I started down the rabbit hole because I was on this one web page and I was talking about okay, well let's see if I could adopt like look into adoption. And then I started reading an article on why. Ancient Egyptians worshipped cats. And it was pretty interesting. It was super interesting, actually. Trips out sometimes it doesn't let you record while charging. Oh, well, maybe it doesn't have enough of a charge. Sometimes that might be the case. No. No. no? No media. I can see what's happening over here. I know, it's fucking great. Over there, everywhere. I'm so ready to take off this thing here. When do you get to take it off? It's the second one. Uh huh. I've never used those. They're the best, especially for really high visual area tattoos. Like, you don't want it to bleed or fucking. Oh, I think I'm going to set up an appointment to talk with a dude. This was spontaneous. Colby had his chest set up. Callie got uh, him a chest piece for his birthday. And then um, I was like, he was like, since it's a monkey, I'm like, I'm just going to sit there while you like, can hold your hand. I'm going to get my own. What's <laughs> 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 the first thing this is? You don't hold your hand all day at work. I don't want to hold your hand here, too. That's what I was looking for. What are you looking for? A light? Light, a lot, sure. And then some of this and some jazz hands. Yeah. Getting jazzy with it. What are you doing there, buddy? 
shit. I've, ma- I've actually been super good about making all my shows happen on uh, Sunday night. That's fucking awesome. So this is like the fourth or fifth Sunday in a row that I've gone it- live on Instagram. That's good. Consistency's key. I know. That's why I'm like trying to make sure because when people tune in on a Sunday night, they're usually that's the most boring night. Is that I'm either out partying or I'm doing nothing else. <laughs> I want them. You know, I'm like, I, I want to relax on Sunday. I um, outside of I've turned into quite the boring old woman. Um, I don't really do many things. <laughs> I spend a lot of time at my house. It's so wonderful. It's just like this little haven. Like, I've got the house plant thing going on. Huh? Yeah, baby. I told you. I bet. You're going to enjoy your time. It's going to be super fun. The only thing we don't say on the podcast is that whatever we're smoking is weed. It's never marijuana. I mean, it's not that. It's a herbal cigarette. It is an a, herbal cigarette. Of, it is tobacco. You smoke tobacco. You no, it's an things. it's an apothecary blend that I brought for awakening. What? <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Why did you say I'm a piece of shit? Because I was funny. Well, you're gonna ask me what it is, and that's what I'm gonna say it is. Like, so <laughs> huh? That's so funny. <laughs> Fucking hippie dog. I actually do keep a. My mom was, my mother was over at my house the other day and she, we have a round ottoman in my living room and there's a, um, like tray on it that has books and candles and has a clay container that my friend made. And when you open it up, it's just full of like different flowers and herbs. (laughs) Calandula is one of them, Damiana, different herbs and flowers. And it, uh, I know nothing about the and it, it's you just I roll it up and there's chakra support in it and it helps with sleep and yeah. awokenness uh-huh. and uh, yeah it's just different herbal blends there's a gal locally that she's there's a couple of them you can just get different herbal blends for different things to like it's pretty legit I'm trying to get more knowledge in uh, plant medicine. No. But be able to, you know, acknowledge the plants around us and what can be done with them and what they can be used for. Can you see me on that? Mm. When I sit down? Yes, kind of. Enough? Enough. There's really not a whole lot you can do about that angle. It fucking sucks. All right. And we are going... Oh man, it's on, baby. We're live. Oh, sweet. Wow. So, how are you doing, Tara? I'm doing pretty freaking fantastic. Not necessarily live on the show quite yet, but we're live on the Instagram. Okay, hi Instagram. So, usually people will tune in at some point in time, or not at all. So, <laughs> I'm mainly Perfect. doing it th- for the consistency. Consistency is key. We just yes. talked about that. Like I said, this is the. Uh, I, I didn't think I was going to make the Sunday night, uh, a thing. But you know they've they've been consistent, so we're gonna keep that going. Sunday nights are good nights. It's usually the one one evening that I thoroughly enjoy that I have about solid twenty four hours before I have to be back to work for my Friday. So it's pretty, it's enjoyable. 
Man, Tara, it's good to fucking see you. I'm sorry it took you so, right, so long to get ready for this one today. Hey, man. I enjoyed hanging out. It's better than last week. Last week, we didn't get started until 10 freaking 30. What time is it now? Eight something. We're doing great. It's only 8, 8.50. 8.50. I mean, like, I always try to do the sound checks at, like, 7 mm-hmm. or so. And, like, I'm super OCD. Whenever I have somebody at the house for the first time, and especially for podcasts, I try to make my house, like, completely spotless. But I'm not, like, fucking OCD at all. I'm just, I'm kind of, like, a hyper-lax in my home. So, like, yeah. unless people are coming over, it's usually not very clean. <laughs> <laughs> You know, unless a girl's coming or, like, a date night. It's sweet, honey. Yeah, like, if Colby's coming by in the morning. Oh, yeah, he day, doesn't count. He doesn't count at all. He's your main my... sweet honey, though, really think about it. I mean, I'm I'm his main sweet honey before Callie. He's actually married to me legally. <laughs> <laughs> Tax purposes. Tax purposes. Tax purposes. Well, he's, uh, me and him are business partners. We, he owns 50% of my company, so we are on paper. Married to married. each other. Yeah, if he calls me at 7 in the morning, I answer. If a girl calls me at 7 in the morning, if my mom calls me at 7 in the morning, Ooh. I'm still not even answering. But answer totally... to mama. Answer to mama. You hear that, mama? I'm telling him to answer. My dad watches the show. Ooh, now. dad. Don't yell at I'm me, telling dad. him. Telling him to answer. You always want to talk to mom. Always. They, they need it just as much as you do. I have a really, really good relationship with my mom, actually. Good. So, uh, I kind of want to explain that. My sober October adventure to you this, this year that I did. Um, Am I going to be mildly disappointed in you? I made it nine days last year. Okay. Um, this is my third year going for it. Okay. Uh, didn't do very good this year. Uh, okay. Unfortunately, we thought that making a bet and making no. multiple people do it would have made it better. But <laughs> what we did was the first one to cave uh, gets to... Rock a dress and do a twenty-one run downtown. Has to hit every bar in the strip in a dress and a birthday bitch satchel. Okay, it's gonna be great or sash, whatever you call it. What? Yeah, birthday sash. Sure. Um, and he's do gonna I, rock that. Do, do I look like I ever would have worn one of those? No, exactly. You don't exactly. And that's the better part about it is he's gotta <laughs> wear one. And so my buddy Will, uh, he actually came on the podcast. I think it was uh, like last week or so, like that. Um. Oh, I should probably fix that camera. I don't like that angle. Oh, you don't uh, like that angle? I don't like that angle. Fix it. Get fix her it. done. Boo-boo. Fix it. Yeah, he came on the podcast like last week. And uh Yeah, he made it two days, man. Two days. Yeah, he made it two whole days. Will, I'm gonna mom you right now. That's disappointing. I mean, once he so only he two stopped, days. once he stopped trying, everybody else stopped trying, and then it just went downhill from there, man. All right. Sorry, guys, bear with me here. I don't have Camden, the guy who usually is the myth behind the cameras and stuff. I've had actually issues uh, getting people to stay consistent with helping me in the cameras just because it's, um, it's a lot of work. You, you know, you have, to, you, have to, you have to put an hour out of your day just to, just to come hang out with me and sit in here. And, you know, some people don't really feel like doing that. Well, I mean, cookies were involved this week. Oh, yeah, by the way. Um, I don't have my camera super close to me, so I can't really put anything up in the camera. But she, she did bring me some cookies, guys. Cookies, man. She brought me some cookies. Cookies. Um, I probably shouldn't eat another one of these cookies, should I? I? No. Save no. them. Save them. Okay. For later. <laughs> <laughs> for sugar purposes, guys. We don't want to cause anybody to need some insulin for diabetes. Yeah, I might go into a diabetic coma. <laughs> my dad's a diabetic, you know, and he would probably love those cookies. <laughs> 
What did you make them with though? The um... they are oatmeal, raisin, walnut, chocolate chip. Oh my god, they were good. I went for grandma comfort cookies. Sometimes you gotta like really feel some emotions, and so grandma cookies are nostalgic. Grandma cookies are the best cookies. Exactly. I mean, my grandma, I never grew up with a grandma that made me cookies all the time, you know, because, like, my grandma lived in Idaho and I lived in California. And, you know, if your grandson lived in California and you're from Idaho, you probably wouldn't hang out with him much. Why? Why? Because we hate people from California. No, we don't. No, we don't. No. No, not at all. We don't hate. We... I was like the redheaded stepchild of the grandson. Because <laughs> my other my other cousins, they lived out here. So they See, got, I'm just the favorite. They got treated well. They got to ride the four-wheelers and shit. Like, uh, we'd come up from California, they'd be like, um, hey, Aunt Lisa, can we ride the four-wheelers and shit? And she'd be like, mm, Maybe not. I don't know about that. No, she would literally tell us no, dude. Oh. Weird shit. And I was like, well, what's wrong with like why not? Just just yeah. You're leaving me out. Or like why she has snowmobiles too. Or like, hey, if, like we'd love to come camping sometime, go hit the snowmobiles or something. Lisa, come on. Come here. on. Just because we're from Calif we're from California doesn't mean we don't know how to run a throttle. My my general consensus about the people, you know, being like, oh, don't say you're from California. No, just just uh, change your plates quickly. <laughs> I mean, like change your plates. Like, don't, don't, yeah, don't, don't hold announce on. it. Don't just like let go of California. Nobody. Okay, the <laughs> the biggest mistake you can make when you move here from out of state, especially California, any other Why state not? that you move on, by well, all even, means. Even like Portland and Washington is becoming a thing. People coming from like Seattle because Seattle is getting a little out, of, out of a little gray. I mean, but I don't mind. I don't mind people from Seattle. They're fucking cool. They drive crazy too, though. They, yeah, it's fine. I'll take the people from Seattle. It's the they don't talk about. It's kind of similar here. You know, yeah, kind of. you know, when you yeah. move here from LA, it's a very different vibe. So all you get is this like feeling of, I guess, either they miss fucking California or they or, like just want to trash on where we're at. And they're like, God, in California, in California, it's like this. I it's do like hate this. that. In California, the, the food is better. We'll go back to California and eat down there. Or right? You don't need to tell us about you California don't, don't because about that. we've heard about it. We know. <laughs> we know. We know. <laughs> We know. There's nothing you could tell me about California I mean, that we haven't heard this week already. I also do tell people who move here and they're like, this place is amazing. I'm like, shh. Don't tell anyone. No, this place is fucking terrible. It's do terrible. not move here. It's freezing cold nine months out of the year and the other months you're on the devil's front porch. I think that's why everybody here is so nice is because the cold weans out the assholes. Oh, yeah. 100%. You know? I've ever been to Because they just stay inside, like... <laughs> you know, and fucking pout to themselves all day. Yeah. You know, we're all out there at six in the morning trying to scrape ice off our fucking cars. Just and you to know, go to work. Just to wake up and do your thing. Hey, man, that's why being a bartender is great. I don't have to scrape my windows. Fuck yeah, sometimes, you do. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> you get off at work. three in the yeah. morning and it's fucking yeah. already icy. Yeah. You're like, dude, this is fucked up. Well, that's one of the things that I don't miss from working downtown is the getting out of work at three o'clock in the morning. I, You've been to my spot. It's so mellow, man. I'm considering going back to a bar. I don't know which bar. Yeah, I, mean, I, I Whiskey bar had an opening and I just messaged Chris and he got blown up. So he didn't even message me back. Well, it's a tough industry right now. Um, how many people haven't had jobs? I don't really think it's that tough of an industry. A lot of people well, don't want to fucking work right now. Yeah. They're lazy. True. Like, they get back I, into bartending. They're like, mm. Well, it's a lot of work. It is so much work. And they forget. They're like, wow, I was making so much money. Well, yeah, because it's a lot of fucking work. I never filed for a lick 
of unemployment or anything. I only used my, during the COVID pandemic beginning, I only used four weeks, three weeks, three full weeks. I've never even got a stimulus check. Oh. I've ran, I don't know. That's lame. I would be (laughs) writing a letter. (laughs) I don't fucking care, man. I'm a self-sufficient person. I am too. You know, and with, with... with the government and everything that's going on, you know, I understand, like, people would be mad if they didn't get one. I'm not necessarily saying like, no to it. If I got it in the mail tomorrow, I'd be like, all right, fuck yeah. I didn't send it back. You know, I just haven't really gotten one. I haven't asked why. I'm just like, whatever, dude, fuck it. Fuck it. It'll maybe come someday, and if not, maybe they'll take it out of the taxes. I might owe. Are you going to owe taxes? Probably. Okay. I'm a contractor. <laughs> All right. I'm a business owner, dude. I'm fucking. I'm gonna you pay are, more taxes. This I'm probably owe like a lot of taxes. Oh man, taxes. I'm not like withholding them. I just gotta pay some. It's like probably like five grand in taxes or something. Oh, that's, like that. I mean, it could be worse. It's not like I owe like fucking hundred thousand dollars in taxes. Oh my gosh, we could move to Mexico. I will. <laughs> okay, um, actually, Uncle Sam, I would love to stay here. I'm not <laughs> ever gonna run away from. No, you. I pay my taxes 100. percent You can look it up. Still waiting on tax returns from the U.S. Virgin Islands from 2016. Really? Yeah. So I just I just chalked it up as I'm probably never going to see that. I I don't. Yeah, that's how I feel about the stimulus check. I, I just don't so think. You just chalk it up. There's some fights that you won't win. I mean, the is one. Is it worth it? What happened to me in my situation too is kind of weird because like. I was going through a lot of shit as it was because that's right when I broke my back. Yes, you were. Yeah, so the pandemic hit in March. I broke my back February 20th. I mean, could have been really good timing on that part. Um, it was. Yeah, so it gave you all that time to heal. Gave me hella time to fucking heal. Shit. I was like, wow, dude, what a time not to fucking worry about it. And yeah. I was, um, the crazy thing was I was actually going to retire entirely from doing all fucking tile and construction and everything. I was going to, I was going to hang it up because I was like, I was at a low point. I was like, fuck, man, well, my so back's talented. broke. You're really fucking good at it, though. But when you break your back, that's just like, it's a complex. You, yeah. you think about it too yeah. much in your head. You're like, fuck, dude, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, yeah. my back hurts. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm broken. You know, that's you're how you're broken. Yeah, that's how, that's how he felt. Yeah. You know, so I was like, you know what, fuck it, dude. I'm just going to go back to managing a bar. And I got hired as the regional manager at Smokey Davis or Smoke, okay. uh, Smoky Mountain. Pizza. No. Okay. Yeah, they were going to hook me up, dude. Fire everything, benefits, salary, company vehicle, regional manager of all of them. So I would just hop around and go all of them and just be a standing manager. Um, pandemic hit that week, and they're like, we can't uh, well, bring yeah. anybody on yeah. right now. And I was like, no. <laughs> so I rested for like three weeks, and uh, I had one of my old bosses hit me up, and he's like, hey, dude, like, I know you're hurting right now. Like, you, like can you work? And I was like, I mean, I can try, Yeah. you know? And so what I did is I went in and I started doing fucking tile with uh, a freshly broken L2 vertebrae in my back. And, uh, you know, it could have done in my situation actually it did good is it made my back stronger. Yeah. You know, because what you do when you're doing fucking tiles, you're just con- you use your back. It's your, yeah, your, it's your core strength. Yeah, yeah. And so sitting on my ass all day would have just not done anything for me. And, you know, so getting back to work in reality, I, my back feels it was, fucking great. It was a form of rehabilitation. It, it totally yeah. was. Like yeah. it sucked. I was sore. I was hurting. I didn't enjoy it. But I was just like, fuck this, this is fucking blah, 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 terrible. You know, <laughs> and I'm gonna take hot baths. 
I absolutely so what I actually did was because I live alone too. So like with a broken back and living by myself, I was like, fuck, dude. Like, and it's about to be locked down. Eh, I'm not gonna do that. So I moved back home with my parents. But I I've been in this apartment for two years. I I paid rent here. And just moved in with them for a couple months so Hung they could out take with care. Mom of them. And dad. Fuck yeah, dude! Me and my parents are cool. My, my dad's a shit. If you ever oh. heard my intro song, that's him playing guitar. Hell yeah, dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He fucking rocks it. And you know, at that point, I was also really getting into doing stand up. And um, you know, Matt Shredder. Yeah. Matt was, uh, I think, recently at that time. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, he was. Uh, per- I think he was doing funniest person in Boise. And, like, I didn't have the balls to go up and do it. And I was so mad at myself for not trying, you know, just, like, at least getting up there. Because Matt's never done stand-up other than, like, that. Yeah. You know, that was his stand-up, and he went pretty far in it. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, if Matt can fucking do it. Oh, shit. Sorry, guys. Who is it? It's my older sister. Answer it. Say what up, sissy. You're interrupting a podcast. I know. You fucking been to my house seven times. It's 139. I know. Where the fuck you at? 139, shithead. Be quiet when you come in. Thank you. Fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, people, that's how I talk to my fucking sister. Love her to death. God, she's retarded. No, we don't use that word. God, she's an idiot. We don't use that one either. God, she's a doofus. Okay, that one's acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> We can use the doofus works. Doofus works. That's an Idaho thing. Doofus. Doof. That's another one. Um, ding dong. Ding dong. I love ding dong. I can call her ding dong. Yeah, ding dong is a good one. Why are you such a ding dong? Yeah, I like that one. How can you make that meaner? Ding dong. You don't need to make it meaner. We Why not? <laughs> we don't need to be meaner. I don't think it's a bad thing for your little brother to be mean to your older sister. It's like a normal thing. I mean, I don't have little brothers. Oh, I'm a piece of shit. Oh, I, I'm the I just worst have, little brother. I, just I am have little terrible. Sisters. I have a big brother. Dude, this is the sister I get along with. Oh. My other fucking sister and I will throw fucking hands. Like Why? she fucking hates me sometimes. Like she just oh. does not like to be around me. She just Family? she tries to mother me, and Family. she's not the mother. And I'm like, fuck off. You're not my. You're not mom. Like get the fuck <sighs> out of here. How old? How much older? Than she's three years older than me. Yeah, and okay. me and her. Would just fucking go well, at she's, it all she's the, the time. She's the middle child. The middle child is always left out, and no. <laughs> like in the oh, they're left out in books and stories. It's just like that's the that's, <laughs> that's the, the stigma. Thing. That's the thing. You know, it's the stigma. She wasn't left out, but it, I swear to God, if my sister doesn't figure out which apartment is mine again, I mean, it is mildly tricky. No, but it's tricky. I know. Like she was here a week ago. <laughs> and it took her forty five minutes to find Seriously? my apartment, and she was here. Like, she was here for 45 minutes and couldn't find my fucking door. And I got, I was legitimately mad. I was like, what? What? It's, I mean, oh. 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 Is it intruder alert? Intruder oh. Alert? <laughs> oh, tail wagon. <laughs> yeah, he is a terrible guard dog. He doesn't even bark. He just kind of sits in the, uh, Wolf's a little bit. Yeah, my dog just literally barked at two people who just walked in my apartment, and that was the all you guys heard. What? Just oh, oh, yeah, oh, he's, oh. he's so vicious. <laughs> he's the most vicious. What's up, big dog? Um, uh, wait, wait, wait. You distracted me, Jennifer. We were talking shit on how the fact that it took you forty-five minutes to find my apartment. Oh no, we walked around we walked the circles around. too. Yeah. The, I was just like, so you don't remember? I'm like, every time, every time. 
It's a tricky. It's tricky. It's tricky. I was like on the maps, and I was like, I was like, I might be here, and then I was like going back and looking at the number. I'm like, okay, I might be here. <laughs> I had to watch my dot, and I had I had to look at the thing last time. I was like, I think I'm going. I'm so glad that Google Maps has progressed that far that it tracks our dots so well. Long ways from Tom Minimal talking. I love you to death, but one weird thing about podcasts is the people who aren't in the show, they sound great when they're actually talking into the mic, but if you're talking from across the room, it just it sounds weird on the actual like audio. It's like, huh? Yeah, no. Huh? What they say? It, it's really uncomfortable. Did you roll this? Yeah. With your herbals? Yep, it is an apothecary blend of herbals. <laughs> <laughs> what? Spark her up. I here. don't have a light, bud. No, you do. No, it's a gift. I brought it for you. Oh. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna smoke this herbal an apo- apothecary. What's apothecary. the word? Apothecary. There's different herbs. Herbs. Sister. Oh yeah, that's all turned off right now because it makes hella noise. Yeah, guys, I have to turn my fish tank off, believe it or not. I have a saltwater fish tank over there that I have to shut down when I do the podcast. What kind of critters you got? In I got there? some corals, I got Nemo, you know, the octonalist mm-hmm. cat or uh you know Clownfish, their names are actually really weird. It's like Octocolis or some shit like that. It's really hard to pronounce. Uh, but it starts with an O. And uh, I have a couple catfish in there. I have uh, a yellow tang, which is the Bubbles character from okay. Finding Nemo. Um, I don't have Dory because you can't have Dory and Bubbles in the same tank. Will they fight each other? Mm-hmm. Okay. Territorial. Okay. You can get lucky if you have a big enough tank. You know, they'll, they'll hang out and be okay together. But my tank's like only 40 gallons with... Like, you know, I think it's always really fun to, um, when you go into somebody's home for the first time and you experience what their, like, hobbies are, you can see so much by different things that they have. Like, if you walk in my house, there's houseplants and books everywhere. You there's, uh... got all kinds of stuff going on. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. There's, no, uh, fine. bullet bourbon right there, and then there's White Claw in the fridge. You want a White Claw? Actually, no, the White Claws are over here. I have it. Fuck off. Hey, you want a white claw? No, I'm no, Oh, it's in Colby's car. Oh, I didn't do that on purpose, actually. I didn't know you were coming over tonight. <laughs> I stole my my sister was kind enough to let me borrow her vape, and I, well, she uh, can use that one. Oh, that's a that's a nice one. That's, yeah. that's um. No, it was a, one of those um, nodes, Nords, you know, the ones that the the tobacco ones that have the juice in it, the salt nicks. Oh. Little SMOK brand smoke. Oh, are those good? <coughs> <coughs> yeah, they're smooth. They're easy. They're little. They have a little tank. Do you like that little trick? Why'd you do that? Is it with your ring? Yep, just with the regular ring. Huh. So I straight up uh, had a wine glass explode on me today while I was polishing it. Were you gi- were you giving it a hell of a polish? Or? I was polishing the no. shit out of that glass. <laughs> I was mimosa day, baby. Like, you guys walk. pretty busy this morning? You've been getting pretty we, busy in general? We are just, yes, busy. It's awesome. It's really awesome. But you also, we're in a really good location. We're far enough away from everything that there's not a lot of options, which is really nice. And we've got some wicked good food. So, so. and... Kind of shout that out. <laughs> Excuse me. Shout that out a little bit. Talk about it. Or, like, tell me where you work. Tell me what you do there. Um, tell me about so your your situation. My situation. I work at the Tavern at Bound Crossing. 
I've been there for three years, and I'm a bartender there. I'm usually there 40 hours a week. I work with... Where, where is Bound? Where Bound, is it? Bound is down in East Boise. So you go down Park Center. It's down by, like, there's Beer 30 down there. There's a flatbread. It's kind of by Barber Park. I like Beer 30. I like Beer First time I ever went too. to Beer 30 was with you and Colby. That was the first time I ever went there. there and drank those sours. I that was, was before. Sours. That was before the shit, wasn't it? It was right before all this shit. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. It was. I know. That feels like it was not very long ago. I mean, well, ultimately, think about it this way: we are in the fourth quarter of this year. <laughs> fourth <laughs> fucking quarter, the final stretch. The final stretch. So I know you had a lot of plans like this year that got canceled. As far as you know, I know you're you're. Really big on Burning Man. Oh, I freaking You're love a Burning burner, Man. baby. I'm a bu- burner, baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell me about that. Tell me. Tell me. I oh, want to know. I've never been. About, about Burning Man? Just, just. Oh, man. Enlighten. Enlighten. enlighten well, it, I can't really necessarily uh, tell too many secrets. That's true. That's true. This is on a. Uh, I can't. Yeah. There's, there's. It's on many. a national platform that everybody can listen to it's, and see. There's a lot know. of a lot of Burning Man secrets. Um, a little exclusiveness. You know, I would not even exclusiveness. It is all uh, freely accessible on the internet. <laughs> Burning, BurningMan.org. Um, so no, Burning Man is. Uh, if people don't know about it, Burning Man is. Um, a community that comes pops up once a year in the middle of Black Rock Desert and outside of Reno, Nevada. And uh, it's been going on for, God, I want to say like 33 years, give or take a few. I might be wrong. Um, but it's based on 10 different principles to build a community, including like, you know, participation is one of them and, you know, leaving no trace. Like you have... 75,000 people from all over the world that come to spend and build a city, essentially, in the middle of the desert, that everything is gas generator and solar powered. And it's just this uh, collective, uh, beautiful people from all over the world that just come to experience this environment with each other based on a community of different principles. Right. And, you know, yeah, there's a lot of music and there's a lot of fantastic art, but they also have you know, classes, workshops, you can experience yoga, you can meditate, you can, shit, one year I went to a chiropractor. I did an acro yoga class. Like it's- You went to a chiropractor at Burning Man? I went to a chiropractor at Burning Man. You're fucking kidding. And how I found out about this, it was my very first burn, and um, it's actually really cool how I even ended up with my very first Burning Man ticket. I was probably 18 years old when I said, oh, when I found out about Burning Man. I'm like, I'm gonna go to Burning Man by the time I'm You went to Burning Man when you were 18? No. Okay, I was gonna be like, damn, that's That's fucking cool. That's when I decided I was going by the age of 25. And so, we, I worked at the Reef for a pretty good portion of my early 20s, and um, I had regular customers that would come in on every Thursday, and I met them after their very first birthday. That's right. You did used to work at the Reef. And You've been around, motherfucker. Um, yeah, I've been around. You've been around. I've I forgot been a you worked at the for like Reef. Ten years, man. I forgot you worked at the Reef too. Fuck. That's actually that's one bar that I have yet to um, it's work a, at. It's a really and I have really I'm good friends I've with everybody, been, and it's I've a really good loved environment. There, it is. It is. Um, I honestly, it was the perfect job that I could have worked for that time in my life. It was really a. I really experienced a lot and learned a whole hell of a lot, and it really attributed to um, the quality of bartender that I am today. You know, not that I'm saying I'm a quality bartender, but I am. No, you fucking Uh, suck. I'm the fucking worst. (laughs) But um, no, so I basically met these people after their first burn. They became my regular customers. After like six months, they... 
like, hey, we ended up with an extra Burning Man ticket. Like, and out of all the people we know, we think you would be a great addition. And I'm like, hell yeah. And so I went to my first Burning Man in 2014. So you, 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 you got gifted. I got gifted. Well, yeah, I got That's gifted awesome. the experience of Burning Man. And so I went with that couple, and that was in 2014. And our first night there, we were laying in our zero gravity chairs listening to Fele looking at the stars. And a van rolls up, two vans roll up, and they asked if they could park next to us. And we show them where they could park. And the next morning, we meet our new neighbors. And it was four Australians. Oh, tight. And one of the Australians, I actually talked to him just a couple weeks ago. Um, he is a chiropractor in Australia. And so he was looking through the Burning Man book and found a chiropractor on Playa. And so What's one with day, chiropractors in Burning Man? It seems to be like a... Well, everybody goes to Burning Man. Artists go to Burning I'm Man. I'm just saying. It seems, go to Burning I, just, Man. Like, I just see a pattern dentist, is all I'm saying. Dentists go to Burning Man. Everybody goes to Burning Man. I'm just Man. saying that every time I go to the chiropractor now, I'm just going to assume that he's a kind of a burner. It's, holi- <laughs> it's, it's just holistic medicine, baby. Holistic and I'm a, I'm a, I can't look at my chiropractor the same now. He'll be like, yeah, dude. I'm just going to start paying a lot more I mean, attention to things and, he does. <laughs> and you were never sure when the apocalypse is really happening, so I better get my Mad Max on. Like, you know, who's who's certain, like, what's going to happen? Like, if it keeps going at this rate, like, we might be there. Wasn't it like Washington Times put a timer up in Times Square of, like, irreversible pollution and right. global damage. Like, come on, it, it could happen. So I might as well really work on that steampunk look, too. Hey, you're <laughs> killing two birds with one stone, man. You're getting an experience, and you're yeah. getting your, your Mad Which, Max out. And that's what I'll say. Like, um, if you have ever been interested in Burning Man, know that it's a freaking adventure. I mean, not just going, but getting ready for it. There's so much preparation to go into it because there's no vendors. They don't sell anything there. Right. The only thing you can buy is ice and coffee. Really? Yeah, <laughs> that's the only thing you can buy. You legitimately have to take everything that you're going to need for an entire week. The only thing that is provided is Portageons. That with 75,000 people, yeah, you figure out what time they clean them. Yeah, no like kidding. Like you figure huh? it out. And, uh, but I mean, it's one of those things. Like if you want to, you have to take everything you bring with you as well. All of your trash, everything. You pick everything up. And if you see something that doesn't belong there, you pick it up and right. you take it back and you you dispose of it. But it, so it's like one of those things like you really there's a lot of planning into it and you have to think of okay, well what if it's going to be cold because one year it was super cold at night and really hot during the day. And then another couple other years that I went, it was really nice temperature at night and hot as hell during the day. So you have to right. like really take into consideration like okay, what am I going to need? And so that's when you end up with all these different Burning Man friends and one person's like, okay, I've got this. Okay, I've got this. And all together, you can create something. And it's crazy. One of my friends brings a sewing machine with him. No and, shit. And a soldering kit. Because with the soldering kits, like, he can fix the LEDs. And, like, that's how we find each other. And he's, you know, it's just really You meet people with the things you bring. Yeah. It's, that's kind of like, weird, too. Like, I've never been to Burning Man. But you, uh, I don't know if you ever know, like, uh, back in my 18, 19, 20-year-old little rave kid days when I was going to underground raves every <laughs> chance I could go and because like, I was living in LA at the time you know so I went to all the kinds of crazy raves and in LA this uh, the gloving is really big and that's when yeah. you put the, the yeah. uh, light fucking gloves on and you give people light shows and um, that's how I meet people when I go to festivals I just go well and so I'm going to correct you on that don't ever assume Burning Man's a festival 
I, I was talking about for me. Oh, okay. I said I've never been to Burning Man. I never well, called it should. a festival. Good. I said um, when I go to festivals, I bring my I gloves. love festivals. And so I am actually going to like, I, I got super so don't lucky. Get me wrong. I got so, so, so lucky right before the shutdown. I went down to Costa Rica to go to Envision Music Festival. And we got back, I think we got back to Boise, like maybe the 25th or 28th of February. And then everything shut down. So we got that last little bit of international travel in right, right before, before the you, shutdown. Before you couldn't. Along with live music. I mean, honestly, I'm going to say that what I've like grieved the most from COVID and what I will never take advantage of ever again. Live music. Live music, man. Like, shit. I was even I got actually I, something to say about that one. Colby, yeah. Colby and I were walking through the village the other day. Like, I think it was two weeks ago, three weeks ago, maybe. Yeah. And we were getting food and... Um, we hear music. Oh. We hear live music, though. What? And we were like, what the fuck? There's no fucking way, dude. Like, Kobe's eyes lit on? up like a kid on Christmas or shit. You know, dude. He's like, dude, this is live music, dude. I haven't. And he looks at me as a like, Casey, dude. I haven't heard live music in so long, dude. Do you, mind, do you mind if we go over there and like go yeah. check it out real quick? Well, they do it at Kin, too. And he was like, no. Or I was like, yeah, man, like, let's go, dude. And we walk over there and there's actually, and there's like just nothing but like, old white people having a blast dancing like it was a great fucking time we were just there like oh my god we got it we stayed it was a big house they had people out yeah. on the oh, patio so and good. they had a band playing there wasn't people were like there wasn't a big crowd but there was a lot of people and they're all kind of like six well, feet apart just like doing their thing and it was it was just nice you know we even got a drink sat down watched the fucking band play and we were like whoa this is weird it's nice to see Did you know they played the funky music white boy uh, they should have. Did the, they not? Even if they weren't, that's how they were all dancing. They were dancing like they were getting funky. No, they were dancing like that song was playing. Oh, it's one of my like, favorite songs to dance to. That's one of the things I miss. I miss, uh, <laughs> I miss going out and dancing. Yeah, and it's really inappropriate to get up and dance on a stranger now. Whoa. Oh, whoa, yeah, six feet different. <laughs> social, we got a social distance here. We Did can't, you just come in can't. my bubble? <laughs> Did you just true. enter my I bubble? Mean, I'm not gonna lie. I, sometimes people would be a little too close. And now you know it's fucking crazy. And now, like, I'm like, I'm actually not quite mad about that social distancing thing, but I do still hug. So I'm like, kind of like, uh, sometimes I do look at people. I'm like, you're just a little close. I'm at a point where I haven't changed my life at all. Please, I am entirely. Please tell me you wear a mask. Just, well, yeah. Good. When I have to. Well, I'm just saying. Please tell me you're careful. You are smart. My clients don't ask me to. I don't. Okay. okay. And if I'm at the store, you know how we're talking mass required. About, know I how do. we're doing fun, want talking about wanting to do fun things. When I go out. Okay. Good. I good. wear a mask at a restaurant. I wear a mask. When I have to, I wear a mask. Man, I did. I flew recently, and um, you have to wear it the whole time. You're the flying. whole time, but. I probably shouldn't even say this, but there's a, a mild loophole. As long as you're eating or drinking, <laughs> you can have your mask off. That's why I always am drinking. <laughs> so you're always like <laughs> eating and drinking. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get this sandwich, and we're gonna take our time, and we're gonna eat. I'm gonna eat it. I'm gonna eat it one chip at a time, one pretzel at a time. Then you're like, oh man, I'm really thirsty. But the shitty part is, is they're not serving alcohol on planes. Right. Uh, why? I don't know. My friend got kicked off a plane for being too drunk today. Oh, today he did? Today. And he said that in our group chat. He's like, yeah, I'm in Seattle. We're like, aren't you supposed to work tomorrow? He's like, yeah, I was too drunk. They kicked me off the plane. What? I was like, bro. 
I mean, uh, I was kind of bummed. I was like, come on, man. Like, can I just like, can I just get a vodka? I was flying. I didn't drink for 10 weeks. I was, I was I mean, on vacation. I would have just bought a bunch of them at the fucking. The mini, the smallies at the duty free. Yeah. Mm, I should have, but you know, it's You got to okay. be a seasoned flyer. Hey, those I of you out there, flyer. now you know. Now you know. <laughs> you got to get the minis. Get the minis. I don't fly very often, you know. I don't. I've never left the country. Well, do it. I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm planning. Planning? Where are you going to plan on going? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> You know what? <laughs> well, I will say planning, with, right? with the COVID-19 pandemic going on in the world, there's really only a couple countries letting Americans in right now uh, um, because our lack of efficiency on handling the situation. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but <laughs> did you like that? Did I word that well? Uh, you did. <laughs> it's, it's probably true. their words, isn't it? No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, probably. They're not, no, you guys are fucking idiots. Um, but no, we can go to Mexico. And which, honestly, I would say do it. Like, I just went down there. My airfare was cheap. It is currently hurricane season. So maybe maybe wait a is little it really? bit. Yeah, it's hurricane season. Um, hurricane scared the shit out of me. It was the, like, being in a tropical storm was cool. My friend, she ended up being there for the hurricane that dropped down. It was a Category 4. I don't know. She's fine. Everything's fine. We're cool. Everything's cool. Two things that scare the living fuck out of me. Yeah. Hurricanes. Uh-huh. Tornadoes. Well, yeah, they're both cyclones. They're like fucked cyclone. up is what they are. That's not they're not anything but <laughs> fucked up. They fucked up. They're fucked up, dude. You ever <gasps> seen a fire tornado? No. That shit's fucked up. No. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> um, Jennifer Young, ladies and gentlemen. But, uh, beautiful but, yeah? sister. Croatia's letting people in. That'd be interesting. But I mean, I I was it was really I was really excited. I was super excited to go check on Mexico to make sure that they were doing okay pre post COVID experiences. And I got to give my sister a hug. At give least. her a hug. Get Come up here. And give her a hug. I love you. Go over here. Whatever. Yeah, fucking right. Give me my book. Actually, beg I got that for me. You can have it. <laughs> what kind of, what book is it? It's my stone book. You got a stone book? If you don't want your stone book, I'll take your stone book. No, I'm book. kidding. No, he wants it. That's why I want it. What is that? Let me see. No, 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 no. Is that a wrap? You're not taking that wrap. That is the first wrap I ever made. Can I please see that real quick? Nostalgia reasons. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you another one. There's one up there you can have. That one's like... No, that one's literally the only one you can't have. My sister's trying to steal my rap, not my not my lyrics. I, mean, I don't my know. <laughs> not my lyrics, but my necklace. You're gonna you're gonna give us some sweet raps. Let me see that one. You can you can probably he hasn't take made that me one. one. For now. You can borrow that one for now. Oh, fucking asshole! Collateral. She's smart. <sighs> Youngs. Ladies and gentlemen. Smart. It's clever. Road soda. <laughs> Road soda. <laughs> I did good. Anyways. Oh, yeah. Any any Hoosiers. Sorry about that. <coughs> Sorry about that, guys. My sister's in town, guys. She is. It's great. From uh, Missouri. Missouri. Yeah. Never been there. No, never been there? No. Why would I go there? I, the Ozarks. Oh, it's in Missouri. The Ozarks. Aren't those in Missouri? I 
The show? Well, yeah, they're based on lakes that are like. A oh, the place. Ozark Lakes is that? Yeah, what the, is Ozark, it? Yeah. I don't know what those are actually. I think they're real. That's actually like filmed in the Ozarks. The show? Yeah, it's an actual place. I, I don't think watch it's in the show. Is that like You've not watched that? I, my dad's all about it too. It's I a really good that. show. Really, really good. Explain why is it so good? Why is it so good? I mean, you have the cartel. Or actually, just what's, money what's, what's laundering. It? Oh, that's right. It's about the guy that. Oh my um, god! Yeah, Marty Bird is the accountant for the like for the fucking cartel. Oh fuck! Yeah, that's yeah. He's a money launderer. Yeah, it's really good. I've one. heard about that show. My favorite quote from that show, which becomes more and more relevant with every moment that passes, is "I don't know shit about fuck." Ruthie's like, I don't know shit about fuck, Marty Bird. Okay, yeah, I don't know shit about fuck. Like, this might be a little Plutonian, but you know, all we know is we know nothing. Like, okay, yeah, we don't know shit about fuck. Let's modernize that. I've seen those memes. I was wondering yeah. what that came from. Ozarks. So, you've been talking about some really deep shit before we got on earlier. Yeah, man. Do you want to get that deep? Well, yeah, let's fucking get deep. It's it's the time gonna, to do it. I'm going to lean. We're getting deep with it. We're going to get jiggy with it? Yeah. Okay, what kind of deep shit? Where do you want to start? I have no idea. That's, I think that's up to you. Oh, man. This is your show. This is this your is moment. This is my show. Yeah. Well, okay. I don't even know. So, oh, I'm going to start it with, like, okay, so... There's all this crazy shit going on in the world, right? And all individually, we are affected differently. And we're all collectively affected on a very similar level as well. Because there's just a lot going on, a lot of energetic fields happening all at the same time. And so as we're going, you know, as this whole COVID started and um, the fear-mongering, the media, the... Like the demons coming to light, you know, human trafficking, the wealthy, social rights, like all of it is just kind of like, okay. So as this is all going on, we all have our own personal struggles. You know, millions of people lost their jobs. People were getting very sick and dying. We're not sure if it was really COVID related at all. Like nobody knows anything. Okay. So we're all scared. We all have all this crazy shit going on. And then we all are fighting our own individual struggles. A lot of them being mental, mental health, mental health was, you know, I struggled with it. And I would say overall, I'm a pretty even kilter, happy human. Um, who's very, has usually a pretty positive outlook on life, usually happy go lucky. Um, but I felt like I lost like a large portion of my identity. Like, you know, we, everything was shut down. I lost my job. And I love my job. I, I would often say that I'm like a introverted extrovert. I'm very good with my job and I love people and I love creating the relationships with them. And that's I'm not just a bartender. I would often say that the people that come and sit at my bar, they're my friends. I see them regularly. I Shit, a large portion of them have my phone number. I've gone out with them outside of work. I've had dinner at their homes. They've taken me to dinner. Like they take care of me. And um, it's just a very simple joy of my life. And, well, that was gone. And so then you have, like, identity crisis at the same time that you're like, oh, this isn't that bad. And then you're, you know, it's a lot of us turned to, I drank a lot. I won't lie there. I definitely <laughs> drank a, a lot, lot COVID. And, you know, they talk about the freshman 15. How about, like, the COVID fucking 30? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Everybody gained a couple pounds. And for sure. it was like coming out of winter. Like, okay, okay. So here we are, like, 
you know, all trying to start new hobbies, trying to keep ourselves busy, you know, crying into pillows, fighting with our significant others. I mean, and that's another thing. Like, think of how many relationships were strained during this. You know, right. that's and that's I was victim to that. And so I ended up, you know, like I often say, like one of my favorite things, because, you know, the last couple of years have been up and down. I will often say that 2018 was the hardest year of my entire existence because a lot of crazy shit happened and I had to learn a lot about myself. And so coming into like COVID and everything and it was a completely different experience than any of us have ever had. You know, even think of like our grandparents, like, you know, the last time something like this happened to this caliber was the what? Spanish flu. Right. And that was in the 19, 1918s, 1920s. Like, right. So, you know, it was just kind of something that generationally a lot of us hadn't seen. And so all of us are struggling in our own fashions. And then we have like the media telling us all of these things when ultimately like so many people started struggling with mental ill like mental health like right. isolation i'm so sorry but one being around people builds your immune system also being around people like touch human touch legitimately sets off chemicals in your brain right. that keep you healthy and so you have like all these people extremely fighting with this <coughs> along with worrying about money Excuse along with everything that's going on and so Unfortunately, my one of my relationships was the victim of COVID, which is cool. It's cool. But at the same time, like uh, what I say often is bad things don't happen, just catalysts for self-growth. So COVID, any any experience that you could say, oh, man, that really sucked. Like, but OK, coming out of it, you have all of this insight looking back like, OK. And one of my I hate this cliche more than anything. Um, hindsight's twenty twenty. I hate that cliche. And it's because it is so accurate i mean think about it in general like hindsight's 2020 and especially after this year hindsight's really gonna be 2020 like, right. <laughs> like we really get a look at that like the dumpster fire of 2020 will be hindsight right and so just kind of like looking back at all your experiences there's not really bad things they're just catalysts for self-growth so you're learning about yourself you're learning about your reactions you're learning about this that and the other thing and so i would say that i had some heartbrokenness and instead of following old patterns, I decided I was done. And I wanted to handle, handle shit in a positive fashion. So I made the decision to quit drinking. Um, I made the decision to get rid of my television. <laughs> yeah, I got rid of my television. Um, and I started reading. Right. And I started talking to my friends and Part of, like, a lot of people don't understand alcohol numbs you. And so right. when you drink even casually, um, you're less likely to feel emotions or understand what you're feeling or why you're feeling it. And so I got to this point where I was just flooded with all the emotions because I was no longer using alcohol. I had been through this experience that really kind of fucking sucked. It really right. sucked hard. And so um, I started reading and the first book I read was called The Wisdom of a Broken Heart. Okay, all right, don't judge me here. I was turning to Let Me Help You Help Yourself books, which I've always loved. I've read a good number of them, and so I'm like, okay, well, we're just going to go down this train. We're going to listen to podcasts. We're going to really focus on mental health and how to work past this in the healthiest fashion possible. And so I start reading this book, and reading this book, it talks about you know emotions and understanding what the emotions are and feeling them really, really feeling them. So we grow up in this 
super patriarchal society where femininity is so um, condemned. Okay, don't cry, it's weak. Don't be a pussy. Like, don't right. don't feel your feelings. Suck it up, boy, you know? different. That's like how it is. And it is so negatively viewed to cry, which, okay, well, crying is really just a release of energy, which emotions, like, you know, feelings, you feel them in other parts of your body. And so... It's just kind of one of those things, okay, so people choose not to feel, so they turn to alcohol or some sort of outlet that takes their mind off it. Well, I started meditating. Right. I started meditating. I started feeling all of the feelings, like all of them. Again, here I am, like looking back at this and even recognizing how I feel about myself now and to three months ago in this journey that I've been going on, like it makes me want to cry right now, like feeling them, gratitude and joy. And so I started sitting and like it was a recommendation in this book is to sit with your emotions and make friends with them. Right. So sit there and feel them. And when you feel them, recognize it. And okay, I'm feeling this way. And so as I'm reading this book, I'm chatting with one of my friends who's a phenomenal potter, potter and knows some very amazing people all over the country. And uh, she connected me with a woman that she knows locally um, named Lauren. And Lauren, she is an apothecary, actually. And she um, is, she teaches. What's an apothecary? An an apothecary is like an herbalist, somebody who takes different herbs and um, flowers, different plants to make different apothecary blends that you can smoke, you can make tea out of them, you can use them in their medicinal, in their own purity of what they are. Okay. Okay, cool, right? Perfect. So she has the education in that, and then she has a lot of education in holistic medicine as far as like, okay, so I was interested in Reiki, which Reiki is going through like, okay, we all have chakra points. We have seven chakra points on our in our body. And essentially what it is, it's the flow of energy. And so you can have a chakra that's going to be open and it's going to be open flow like flowing energy through it and you can have them closed where you're going to have blockages and so all of the different chakras are correlated with different colors different feelings different you know um behaviors and so i'm like okay well i'm going to reach out to this woman and so i reach out to her and i have a meeting with her and she I start kind of telling her about my situation and the book that I'm reading and, you know, feeling emotions and how I'm starting to meditate and just really sit, just sit and be still and to listen. And so I start telling her about these things and we're kind of like in a meeting to talk about like what kind of um, things she can offer me. And, you know, she starts talking to me about shadow work and I kind of like, I'm like, okay, well, what's shadow work? Well, shadow work is um, shadow work is we all have our shadow selves. And so we have our ego, which are all of these things that we tell ourselves that we are like, okay, you are Casey, that's your name. That's, your, that's who your identity is. That's your ego, right? And all of the things that you've done, all of your complicated uh, accomplishments, things that you think you are. Right. Well, we also have this shadow self. And the shadow self is all still things that we are, but it's not necessarily things that we look at or listen to. Right. So you can look at, you know, um, different qualities, traits, like, okay, I'm a jealous person, which this was the example Lauren used. I'm a jealous person. And so you, like, acknowledge that, but you just choose to not be a jealous person, but still somewhere deep down inside you're 
still a jealous person and you have specific reasons to why you're jealous right. or why you feel you have trust issues or why you feel you have this problem or whatever. So as she's talking to me about this, she's like, okay, well, I'd like to do guided meditations with you, start working through shadow work. I'll give you journal prompts and we'll do some Reiki. And so I'm like, okay, well, let's do this. And I sign up to start doing these, these classes and to start working through some stuff. And at the same time, like I'm still reading books pretty heavily. Like at this point in time, I'd probably moved from the wisdom of a broken heart, which I definitely felt wise coming out of, to a uh, The Power of Now by an Eckhart, right. Eckhart Tolle, which I think everybody should read that because it is so um, amazing on the fact of presence, like who presence and like uh, just really acknowledging the, the moment that you're in because why would we think so much about the past or the future, right? right? Like just really acknowledge what we're doing. And it was also one breaking down the ego, like talking about ego. Okay, so we all have this thing called an ego, right? Right. <laughs> and it, we can handle it. Right. We can totally handle it because, it, you know, it can be a nasty, ugly thing or you can learn and grow with it. And, you know, it's kind of like, I don't want to say breaking it down, but you are essentially breaking it down to rebuild it. Right. And so as we start, like, and, and so at this time I'm reading those books along with, like, going to regular counseling sessions, spending plenty of hang time with my, my girlfriend, surrounding myself with like-minded individuals who are going to support me, one, not drinking, to listen to me ramble about all of these things and feelings that I'm feeling and sit with me and cry and let me cry or bring me flowers or bring me kombucha or, you know, just ask me if I want to hang out. Right. And lucky, you know, I'm realizing through this whole situation, like I have some amazing people in my life. I have an amazing support system. I have amazing friends. I have amazing customers. My family is amazing. And I'm just so supported and so lifted up. Right. And it's at the time that I really needed it. And I still need it. We all need it. It's a community thing. And so at the same time, I'm meeting these other beautiful people who are trying to, you know, help me heal through something. And I had a massage therapist that right after everything happened, she, I'm, she's like working on me and I'm bawling. I'm like sobbing on her table. And, you know, she, she asked me, she says, are you broken or are you broken open? One hell of a massage therapist right there, Whoa. right? Um, and through my tears and sobbing and snot, like, dripping on the floor, it was really fucking cute. Um, <laughs> she, I, I just kind of, like, whimpered and said that I'm broken open. Okay, so I consciously made the choice right there. I wasn't just broken. I was ready to make some sort of change in my life to grow naturally and to heal, heal things, heal things properly. And so... Um, as I'm seeking all of these things outside of it. give me the it, number of this massage therapist. <laughs> her name is T um, Talisha. She's amazing. She's really great. And she does some energy work um, too. And she, I love it when she plays her big song bowl. She has a giant song bowl that's super heavy and she'll put it on your stomach and play it. Oh man, it's it's that good, good hippie. <laughs> that's that good, good hippie massage. Um, but so as I'm like going through all of this work and she says that to me, I'm kind of like, okay, well, I'm making this decision. I'm fucking in for a ride. So as I'm starting to like go down this rabbit hole of reading this and reading that, and I seriously feel like, you know, when you plug like a USB port into a thing and you have just like a massive information download. Yes. I have been 
having a massive information, information download, download for the last six months. I like, like that. I, my, I'm surprised there's not smoke coming out my ears all the time. Like, I'm surprised I'm still able to read. Um, I'm surprised that I have not just, like, killed over because of the amount of information that I've been receiving from all over. And so, and it's really nice. Like, I will contest that, like, getting rid of alcohol and feeling was the biggest one. And the second one was um, getting rid of distractions like television and ultimately like think about it when people watch TV, you're basically turning on and you're tuning out. Right. You're tuning out from the static, the thoughts. Okay, so I wanted to hear that static and those thoughts. I wanted to listen. I was being quiet listening to the answers that I already had for myself. Right. And so... I'm like, okay, okay, cool. So I'm like going through all this and I can tell you I'm a professional crier now. <laughs> if I wasn't good at crying before, I'm really good at it now. Like sometimes I just like have a daily dose of a cry and if I haven't cried in a couple of days, I'm like, uh-oh. I'm like calling Lauren. I'm like, hey, girlfriend, I need to cry. You know, like, can, you, can you schedule, <laughs> can you pencil me in? And going through like guided meditations and really um, learning to unlock different doors and go through boxes of essentially trauma right? and understanding that, okay, yes, I had a catalyst. I had, you know, heartbreak. Okay, cool. Heartbreak is natural. We all have it. And it's, you know, basically proportional to the amount of love. And when you give a lot of love, you get a lot of heartbreak. It's cool. I wouldn't change it any other way. I'm so grateful for the experience that I had because of how everything played out. And so um, it kind of like, turned into one of those things that, okay, I'm feeling, I'm talking with my friends, I'm surrounded, and I'm doing all of this emotional internal work. Right. It's exhausting. Like, if you were looking at my journal, it's like question, 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 okay, process, answer, 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 and it's like, okay, like, how was love shown to you as a child? Right. Was it awkward or was it open? Right. How does that make you today as an adult? Like, answering questions like that, okay, cool, and like, going through different like exercises to um, kind of start rewiring, I don't even want to say misconceptions, but limiting belief systems about myself. Mm -hmm. You know, like we all create these things. So this shadow self, like it's your conscious being and it has just as many traumas, like the, the traumas that you experienced growing up, even your parents' traumas, because that gets passed down. Ancestral trauma is a real thing, like generational trauma. And so that gets passed down. And so, okay, so now here I am, almost 30 years old, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Right. There's so much here that it's not all just mine, but also, like, what happened in my childhood because I don't remember shit. And understanding that, like, we forget things, but that doesn't mean they're gone. We're still right. carrying that trauma. And so trauma can actually, like when carried in the body for so long, it can be stored and cause actually severe ailments. Like you can end up with like IBS type things, depression, addiction issues, like right. cancer. Like you can uh, develop like sickness based on holding on to emotional trauma. Yeah. And so as I start going through this emotional trauma, I'm digging deep and I'm just tired. Right. I'm not going to lie. I'm tired. Um, but it has opened so many doors as far as like, okay, synchronicities. Like I've been reading a lot about, I mean, so after, after the power of now, I went into some um, Jung, Carl Jung. He um, was a psychologist and he uh, was the one who coined the term shadow self. 
Right. Which is so crazy because of the synchronicities of like, okay, like I already talked to somebody about doing this and then I start reading these books that actually my Australian friend, that's the chiropractor that I met at Burning Man. Right. He (laughs) recommended them for me. And so I read a series of three. There was a he, a she, and a we. The he is the um, psychology of the masculine. The she is the psychology of the feminine. And the we is the psychology of romantic love. And so as I start these books... Um, I, one, really liked the way that they were written because they were compared to, um, let's see, the words like different stories. Right. Like um, Greek Greek tales of mythology or like ancient stories from, you know, medieval times. Right. And um, so it's written and it's basically going through the psychology of the masculine right. and the feminine and the different paths of both of them. Well... Funny story, we all have masculine and feminine rolling inside of us at all points in times. Hey, oh, that ego thing that we talk about is like your masculine. Right. And that shadow self thing we talk about is your feminine. So we all have these going all the time. And then going into like the psychology of like the the romantic love between the two. And it's like, oh, shit. And so then I start putting together these pieces of like, okay, well, like ultimately, like when you look in a relationship sense, you have a a man who is searching to fall in love with this divine goddess creature, right? Right. And that's what he's seeking for, but ultimately I don't think he necessarily understands that creature is within himself. Right. And that is what needs to be fallen in love with. And so, I mean, it's it's just a very interesting, like, correlation and understanding, like, okay, women are also on this same cycle of, like, falling truly into love. Like, we can be halfway into love, and then once we're in it, we're fucking in it. And it's just, you know... um, just kind of learning to understand that we have both of those playing roles inside of us at all point in time. And uh, after that, what was the next one I read? I read, I started a book. You know how like Facebook and Instagram get you? They, they know like, what you're watching well, and looking and searching. And, yeah. Yep. And then you're like scrolling and then your ad is like, just pay shipping. It's a crazy thing that it's, <laughs> it's, it's so bad now. Imagine how much worse it's going to get. I mean... If they I'm know that mad. much about us I'm now totally and they're that fine. personal about our I'm advertisements. I'm so totally fine that they know I look at like looking at rocks and I like looking at <laughs> like incense and cacao. I look at some hippie shit, man. Like songbowls. I get a lot of advertisements for songbowls. Oh, mine are all over the place. It's I crazy. I recently got That's an so advertisement for Pandrum. Mm-hmm. I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> I get um, advertisements for tattoo guns all okay. the time. Maybe it's a sign. It's well. Maybe your spirit guys literally, are talking to you. I got a tattoo two days ago and they're all like... <laughs> Tattoo machines, tattoo, tattoo machines. Machine. And then I get a lot of ring advertisements and jewelry advertisements oh. for like Thrasher cowboy rings. Okay. The ones that are like okay. skulls and like fucking Indians and shit, okay. you know? Well, if you find a Phoenix one, buy it for me. A Phoenix one? Phoenix one. Uh, they're like 90 bucks, dude. Oh, so cool. The good ones are expensive. I'll pay, I'll pay I don't know if I can like justify <laughs> dropping $90 on a ring for myself. Like I like the one I have, I got from a friend yesterday. I bought this one in Mexico. I think it was uh, like Colby. 90 bucks. Really? Colby um, was all like, dude, you need to st- you need to wear a pinky ring. I'm like, why? And he's like, just do it. I'm like, all right, frat okay, boy. Okay, whatever, frat boy. I'm like, all right, frat boy, let's he do it. He isn't kind of a frat boy. But so- no, he isn't kind of a frat boy. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's still a fucking brother. Brother. Hey, brother. <laughs> hey, brother. Um, but no, so, you know, they got me with a just pay shipping. Okay, cool. And this book that I decided to pay shipping to get for free was called uh, The Sacred Science. It was basically like um, I'm over there hiding in the going, corner, going through basically going through. Your like, delicious cookies are starting to uh, 
You feeling cookie, cookie uh, wasted? Oh yeah, sugar high. Sugar high. Um, but so um, I end up reading this book called The Sacred Science, and it was basically about plant medicine through the Amazon jungle, like plant medicine that's been being used for thousands of years. Okay, so I'm like reading this book and like still having conversations with people, still working through shadow work. Like I did a four week online shadow work course with Lauren that included um, other women and- What did that consist of? We had multiple guided meditations, journal prompts. We um, had a Zoom meeting once a week and a community in which to grow with, grow with each other and express our feelings and how we were working through things which was very nice because it's always nice to have somebody right. who's going through something similar as you. Um, and which she's getting ready to start her next course. So if you're curious, I can get you a link. Um, but it's, uh, so as I'm reading through this book and everything, like I'm starting to notice like all these really weird like synchronicities. And one of the things that Lauren and I had worked through was some intuition work. So we have this relationship with our body and our body will give us answers, right? You know, when you get that feeling in your stomach. Right. Because you feel, you know. Your gut. Your, your gut, gut feeling. Your gut feeling. That's yeah. your intuition. So the issue is, is okay. So, you know, speaking ancient times, we didn't have all of the garbage. We didn't have the media. We didn't have all of this distractions. Right. And so we had a very close relationship with our bodies and our bodies would answer to us and they would give us all of the answers that we needed all of the time. Like you can ask your body like, and that's one of the things like we worked through is we worked through asking my body simple questions that were yes or no right. to start feeling what my, how my body reacted to specific things. So understanding how to listen to my body and my body is always right. Right. And because guess what? There's this crazy conscious being somewhere living inside this crazy meat suit <laughs> that we call Tara. And um, it has all of the answers that are necessary. And so it has my best interest as well. And so reestablishing that communication with my body and the gut thing and, you know, just reading through and learning so much about the different ways in which to work through things. And so this book that I read, The Sacred Science, this uh, guy, he's a filmmaker, a documentary filmmaker, and he wrote this book called The Sacred Science, and it was first off a documentary. So what he did was he collected um, eight people from across the world and took them into the Amazon with multiple shamans. They also had medical doctors, and these people had various different conditions from like IBS to you know, prostate cancer. Right. And so they take them in there for a month to go through a shaman experience. And through it, they were taken away of all distractions. The only thing that they were able to have their own personal item was a journal. Okay. And they're in isolated huts and they would have community and different experiences and they were administered different medicines as far as different herbal blends or teas or whatever plants from the jungle. Um, along with like ayahuasca, <laughs> ayahuasca nights and San Pedro nights and just like ultimate healing. And so what that basically like what this book is getting through is like as we as humans start to develop and we start to grow up, we start collecting this trauma right. that naturally is supposed to, to save us, to protect us. Okay. But then it causes us illness. And so that illness can be mental illness as well. And so part of that is, is like going through and understanding like, okay, so, you know, ayahuasca aside, like they're basically doing emotional work when they're doing that. So emotional work being like, okay, I'm going to see a counselor. 
I'm going to see a therapist. I'm going to start talking about things. I'm going to start talking about it. I'm going to start understanding like, okay, why I feel like I have abandonment issues with my father. Right. I'm going to start looking back at that and I'm going to correct the patterns and I'm going to rewrite my story. Right. I'm going to create who I want to be based on a blank canvas of healing and I'm going to grow forward from that. Like it's all about, you know, healing those traumas. It might be from when you're three years old. Right. But going back and healing them. And so I've been on this crazy fucking journey of just trying to heal, which is really intense. And um, I decided to go to Mexico. Yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs> that looked like a fun trip. It was, um, it was nice to see you having fun. It was so nice thing. because I relaxed. I actually relaxed. I took a lot of naps. I read by the pool. I did drink a lot of mezcal. <laughs> it's hard not to drink mezcal in right? Mexico. Right, and I ate crickets and I chewed them. And when in Rome. When in when in Cancun, which I mean, Cancun was very beautiful. The Caribbean is awesome, um, but yeah, it uh, it felt a little like Las Vegas. Really. A little bit. But it's cool, Las Vegas on a beach, and everybody's saying, oh, mommy, I've been Vegas? waiting for you all day. Vegas is, like, kind of opening up, kind of. Yeah, Vegas is. A lot uh, of places are opening up slowly. But um, what's that bar in the north end, uh, or not in the north end, it's actually Hyde Park. It's the first bar that you fucking pass, right? The Royal? I think so, yeah. No, it's not. It's a restaurant. It's the first 13th restaurant. 13th Street? Yeah, 13th Street Pub or whatever. No. I don't know, man. There's a bar across the street from 13th Street Pub on the other side, uh, but Callie works there. Hyde House? Um, something like that. But it got shut down because somebody went to Vegas and got fucking uh, COVID. And so Dude. they had to shut it down. I mean, I had COVID. It wasn't that bad. I'm sure I've probably had it once. I mean, I never got I tested just, for it I got, antibodies. I, I just really had some gastrointestinal issues. Um, so as I I'm... I don't even think I would get tested, even if I was I mean, worried about it. I'd just stay home for a day or two, let it pass, and I'm not that worried about it. I work it, with, in the service industry. I have to. Unless I got, like, I have gnarly a, I have sick, a re, and I was like. I have a responsibility. I was around somebody who got gnarly sick, and I took them to the doctor, and that was when like I how called. Sick. Like, they had a pretty hot temperature and really felt super shitty and, um, like, had a nasty-ass cough and a sore throat and was really hot temperature. And then I, like, wasn't – I didn't never got a temperature. And they had it? Yeah, and they had it. And so since I took them to the doctor, I had to get tested. And did you have it? Yep. No way. Mm -hmm. You didn't feel shitty at all? I felt like there was like maybe two days that I felt kind of like shitty. A couple of days I was like eh, just really tired, but ultimately it felt like I had allergies and giardia. I shit my brains out. Mm. Hmm. Super classy. I feel like that's like kind of the trend. Everybody, yeah. it's more of that than it is it's like, gastrointestinal, man. That's what it hit for me. But I think it also has to do with blood type. But this is just general, on the just person. theories, just theories. Um, so as I'm like going through Mexico, like as I'm going through this spiritual journey and just trying to get away and heal and let the ocean heal me and let the sun heal me and let mama nature do some mama nature magic. Right. We went horseback riding in the jungle in the middle of a tropical storm. It was fucking oh, cool and cenote swimming. And I learned a lot about my own culture and, um, and I, you know, learned, learned a lot and it was a very good time and a very good trip. 
And I had multiple conversations with people and I would talk to them about like the process that I've been going through and the work that I'm doing. And even with language barriers, like it was still a very fun conversation because they recommended I go to different places in Mexico for that more spiritual, you know, experience. Right. As we were also talking about like, um, you know, how COVID was and healing and consciousness and sometimes- It was kind of a nice- It was an, yeah. Thing for some people, like it, it lasted longer than we all wanted it to. But mm. those first couple of weeks, a lot of people really enjoyed it. I yeah, like, I think so. And there it, was something like, "Oh, I really us, want to go out," but at first they were like, "Wow, this is kind of nice." It caused us to slow down. A lot of we're, us. We're so busy and so fast all the time as a society. It caused everybody to just kind of slow down, take a step back, and take look a, at themselves. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, like. As I've continued down this crazy road with all this reading, I'm just like, okay, well, what's going on with the stars? Which I've already been one of those people, but I've gotten a little bit more like, okay, what the hell is happening? <laughs> and um, there's like, and I and I started like listening to people, and I've wanted to ex exercise the um, ability to contact and talk to my guides, and because um, we all have guides in a you know a dimension around us that do give us answers and guide right. us, and that's part of trusting your intuition. That's a way of communication. And so just kind of like wanting to learn more, I continue reading and kind of keep up with what's going on here and there. And what's really cool is like Pluto, after I think like 200 and it's like every 241 to 270 years, right. returns back to its position, like in its, in its orbit. And when it's in this position, like basically Pluto is in charge of the shadow self and um, collective consciousness as a society. And so as we're like coming out of this whole crazy COVID shit and all of the things that we had to feel like, okay, we all, got, you know, a lot of people didn't get fearful, but there was a lot of fear. And through all of that fear, like we had to overcome it. People had to come over, overcome that. And so they're coming like out of this, out of this fear and this collective consciousness into this beautiful time of growth and development and recognizing kind of, what's going on and like the curtain being raised on all of this light that is being shed to all of this shit that's going on in the world. Right. And along with, you know, like think of the fires and the storms, like it's not much crazier, but in lieu of everything that's going on, like our earth is just as sad and like she's crying, like she threw a fucking virus our direction. And then there's these storms and fires. It's okay. Sorry, guys. It's, it's just like all this crazy shit going on. So it's like, okay, well, Something's got to change, and I'm really um, hopeful of the collective conscious of humanity to hopefully give us a nice shift and it go in a different direction. And that's what I'm aiming for and sending my positive vibes and affirmations to on a regular basis. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I asked you to get deep. Wow. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing. Like, ultimately, I feel crazy half the time. But I feel like your don't your really... your data download has really been benefiting you so well. Like, it's it's a lot of data, but I love that analogy. I love that image. <laughs> you know? It's a data. Yeah, it's an information download. It's your your. And every time I get to Packing share this. Packing that hard disk full of anything yeah. you can right now. I want to get to share this information. Like, I am no expert on any of this. All I know is right. my personal hey, you're, experience you're, you're, and you're my better test. Than, you're better knowledge and educated than I am. Right? Um, you know, and you're not an expert, but well, compared to me, you're smarter at it. It really is, is finding a support system and a community and the people who are wanting to make the changes. And like, yeah, it's ba ba basically 
what this process is, it is breaking patterns. Right. You are breaking shit down. You are digging up skeletons and you are fucking handling it. I guess finding yourself wouldn't really be a good way to put it because you're doing it's deeper than that. It's way deeper than that. You know, it's it's yeah. You're I mean, you're not finding yourself, you're breaking yourself down. Yeah. You it's know? Kinda, you know, you're kinda like taking yourself through boot camp. And um it's really, you know, it's awesome. And I'm I'm saying like it's one of the most beneficial things I've ever done in my life. And I'm not done by any means. I still have a lot of work to do. Like my next book on my re reading list was recommended to me by somebody and it's called The Body Keeps Score. And it's about the trauma that gets stored in the rest of your body because we only have so much space for it. And so it's basically like goes through like how the body stores trauma. I have not read it, so can't get too deep but that one's gonna be a sciencey read which I'm i need so, to super down for i have issues reading i am literally the kind of person that i get five sentences in and then i start thinking about squirrels and shit and then i have to reread what i did it's the worst like do you I, like I get, listening to music i can listen to shows listen and podcasts to, or uh, i have i have audible so i have to listen i just can't read it's it's the worst curse are you illiterate <laughs> <laughs> I can read, but I just like I get literally a paragraph in, and I'm like veered off on a completely different topic. Like I have to like read it word by word by word, otherwise my brain just goes boop. It's boop. it's horrible. So like, I, I, but if I'm listening, I can just kind of my brain will retain it. Yeah, it's weird. We gotta actually listen to shit. I mean, that's it's also a, another it's a reason focus why thing. it's a presence. Like when you slow slow down. That's another reason why I've been so passionate about like podcasts, and that's why I started one. Just because I, I started listening to them, you know. And it's it's an older generation thing. Like not a lot of the younger Gen Z kids and shit. It's it's not there. Well, I mean, we also listen to NPR. <laughs> I mean and that doesn't happen until you're 25 <laughs> no no and like it's funny because I mean I I don't do this because it's like a, a show for the, the listeners I do this because it's like it's turned into that but it started with just being like I I, I told myself I'm gonna do this I kept saying I'm gonna start a fucking podcast I'm gonna yeah. do a podcast blah 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 you know, and I was kind of angry at myself for saying it. And I was like, and I then need not to, doing yeah, it. and I was like, I need yeah. to fucking do it. Yeah. And uh, I used to talk about this a lot in the early episodes. There was a movie that I watched, um, and I can't remember the details of the movie, but there was a phrase that was said like, um, "Nobody gives a fuck about what you're going to do, but they give a shit about, about what, what you've you already actually done." done. Yeah. Exactly. And that hit me hard. I, that just that one. It was just in a movie. I just heard that. And I was like. It clicked. I was like, damn. Damn. And I mean, how many times is it? You know who said it, too? It was the, the who, actor from... Uh, who done it? Uh, two and a Half Men, Alan, the the brother. Which one's Alan? Not Charlie Sheen's character? No, the goofy brother. The goofy brother? <laughs> the really no, nerdy, goofy brother. And he, he, was, uh, he just dropped that line, man. I just was like, dude... Well said. Thank you, Alan, with the profound wisdom. Thank in you, hot. Alan. That's the only time I've ever respected anything you said. I loved that show as a kid. Did you ever watch it? Um, I'm a little bit older than you. It's two and I a half men. I didn't watch it. I watched it like with my entire family. Um, and my... No, I don't. I mean, I watched it every once in a while. 
I've seen episodes of it. I was I grew up in that kind of family. Like we used to all sit by the TV and watch shows together. It was so yeah, we did that too. <laughs> like, I was a church kid. We watched Friends every week. I love Friends. <laughs> we watched. My Friends. favorite thing to say lately is I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. fine. I'm fine. <laughs> my favorite shows were uh, Grey's Anatomy with my family. We would watch. Um, like literally, my whole family would just sit there, and be like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Every fucking week, um, Extreme Home Makeover. Okay. Um, and Friends. I love Friends. Friends, and then uh, I don't remember. Did you ever watch ER? We used to watch ER too. Oh, one of my um, I was on my. I think one of my close friends, or my like, I can't remember brain damage. My sister or one of my sister's close friends were on ER. Oh. When we were kids, like because where we grew up, like it was weird. My brother dated Blake Lively, like really, she's a babe. I know he dated her in high school. Your brother fucked up. He took her virginity. Whoa, I don't know if we should be sharing that information. Why not? Okay, cool. <laughs> it's kind of cool. <laughs> the, did they you dated know? for two years. My brother told me that. I don't know. I, my brother's pretty accountable. Is he pretty accountable? He's a stand-up guy. He wouldn't make. He wouldn't make that up. He told me that before she got Is famous. So before she got famous. Yeah, and then she got famous. She was like, "Fuck." <laughs> Goddamn, and I say, like, she was kind of crazy. She, and in California, like a lot of people, like uh, seniors and sophomores, date a lot more often. Well, it's not a thing as much out here, uh, because I mean, because out here they do the three sophomore, junior, seniors. Yeah, you know, and it's kind of it's more taboo to be dating somebody in junior high when you're a senior because that's ninth graders. I don't think and, anybody and, should date it. No, age. but they. I mean, in high school in California, it's just the thing down there. It's all I'm saying. I just know this because I was down there. I never did it. I never dated a senior. Good. Yeah, I'm just saying you see it a lot down there. Okay. And so, so I think she was a sophomore. Real. My brother was a senior uh, when they dated, but they did for like two years. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. She's she's hot. Did you like the one? She where... wasn't as hot in high school. She was kind of goofy looking in high school. I was super goofy looking in high school. I'm still super goofy uh, looking. Blake you Lively, say, you, if you're you listening to this. You say I'm funny and I say looks aren't everything, baby. <laughs> Me, Blake Howie. Lively, if you're listening to this, I still have your yearbook. You left it with my brother. <laughs> Her yearbook, he uh, he never signed it. Oh. And they broke up. And sh- he has the yearbook? I have it. You have it? Perfect. <laughs> it's filled with all of like. All of the signatures from her friends, like wonderful, full of letters. Like, hey, girl, call me. No, literally. And there's like a funny. There's something that says like Jennifer Young hearts like somebody, mm-hmm. and that's my sister. <laughs> my sister was in cheer with her. Okay. In high school, they all went to school together. So you have a pretty decent family. You've got two older sisters and or, and an older brother. Yeah. Are you the baby? Yeah. That's what's wrong with you. Hey, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot more wrong with me than just that. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. We'll ch- we'll chalk it up as other things too. Yeah, I'm the baby, man. There's a there's me. There's the, the Melissa, the middle child. Jennifer, the one that was just in here earlier, being a heathen. Um, I love my. Sister Jennifer, me and her, her, we get along. We're, we're the only two that moved out of California. Okay. And went elsewhere. Um, the other two are stuck. Love you guys. Stuck. <laughs> stuck. <laughs> yeah, they don't. I mean, that place sucks you in, man. It's a it's a lifestyle down there. California. Yeah. No, thank you. It's a total lifestyle. Everything about it. Didn't you just, just hear me say I like to sit in quiet and stillness I mean, I moved and chill? I chill so hard. I I'm, chill like a villain, dude. I don't do shit no more. I moved to <laughs> um, California when I was 19. 19? Um, for a little bit. And I lived in Belfar. Where's Belfar? 
next to Compton. Oh, immediately okay. next to Compton. It's the, okay. I, I guess what you would call probably like a mini Mexico community. Like it was like a, okay. it was a very, very awesome Spanish community down there. I loved it. Very good tortillas. Oh, the food was great. I love food. But walking home was scary. Like I'm already thinking about what I'm going to get. Lots of Raiders fans and uh, a really scary walk home from the train station. I'm already thinking about food. There was a reason why I rode a bike because like I wouldn't, I didn't. I want to walk? Mm-mm. You can ride a bike much faster. Oh, uh, yeah. They'll still take you out, but you can at least outrun, <laughs> they can't outrun a bike, at least, if they're on foot. You, you know, earlier when I said I've never been in a fight, I lied. Talking about being on bikes and getting pummeled, I can... Uh, You've been in a fight. One fight. Don't lie to me now. One fight. Can you try that uh, uh, little thing you got? You want this thing? Yes, yeah. that thing. You have that thing. It's just tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes. So I, man, it was when I worked at like at the reef in the front door. I was, I think, 20, 25. Just 25. Yeah. And um, how long have I known you now? When did you meet me? When I was working at the shed? Four years ago, three years 2017. ago. 2017. Fucking Christ. Mm-hmm. That's when I moved back from Montana. That's when I was working for Ted. Uh huh. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, Ted. Uh, but uh, no, I can't remember what I was saying. My fault. It's all right. Tangent. Oh, uh, by the way, I do have to make a note that uh, she's wearing the coolest like crystal earrings. Those are really you fucking like tight. Earrings? Yeah, like my hippie earrings. Uh, you can kind of see them on the video, Is but it? yeah, those of you who do want to watch the video, I, I I don't know. A lot of people that I do see watch this on spot or listen to this on Spotify and stuff. Those of you who listen on Spotify, as you know, all of these are on fucking YouTube. I take a video. The only one that I don't think made it on the YouTube right was the one with Dusty. I can't remember, but uh, yeah, I had a live. Dusty e- Isaac. Yeah, I had a live episode with him with the music. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, dude, you're episode guy. like twenty six, girl. I'm number twenty six. Yeah, Man, this is episode twenty six. You should have saved me for number thirty or twenty nine. I mean, this is it's gonna keep going, man. I'm really stoked for to turn thirty. I'm telling you what, it's um I I think I'm gonna pick Sunday nights, you know. Oh, and... I was telling you about my fight. Oh, that's right. That's oh, right. That's right. Okay. So I was Cookies. <laughs> Cookies. Cookies, man. man. <laughs> <laughs> so uh I was working at the front door and I had gone I was living over by the little Dutch garden and I had met up with the Laguanitas rep and uh we were drinking brewskis and one of my friends was like, hey, man, you should come down to Mulligan's. It's two for ones. And I'm like, okay, sounds good. Um, can I have a water? Please and thank you. And uh, and so I meet up with them at Mulligan's, and we're, like, getting swifty, but we didn't poop on anybody's floor. And um, I play – I love claw machines. And so we're in Mulligan's, and I'm getting pretty toasted. It wasn't – it was a Thursday, I lied. It wasn't a Tuesday. It was a Thursday. And so I'm like playing the claw machine and I bet my friends. I'm like, I bet you I can win on my first try. I won. And then they're like, you can't do it again. I'm like, yeah, I can. I won like six claw machine games in a row. And so we had all of these stuffed freaking animals. Thank you very much. With all of these stuffed animals. And um, we end up going to 10th Street Station. And so we go to 10th Street Station and we're like taking shots. I love 10th Street. The place is haunted as fuck though. Eating popcorn. And we decide, we're like, hey, well, where are we going to go next? And we kind of decide like whose house we're going to ride bikes to because we're all live like pretty 
pretty close-ish to each other. One person down by Boise State, two of us up on the bench. I'm like, okay, well, we go. We decide to go to Hayden's house. And so we're riding our bikes from 10th Street. And it's like Hayden's in the front, I'm in the middle, and um, my friend Jose is behind us. And we're like riding our bikes and we're going down uh, Capitol, right? Mm -hmm. And we're getting ready to turn left onto university. So we're like in that turn lane. It's like one o'clock in the morning, 1.30. I don't even know what time it was. It was definitely late. Nobody was on the streets. And we're like riding our bikes and we're like, stop at the stoplight. And this guy like runs into the street and like pummels Hayden off of his bike. Oh shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? And so I get off of my bike and as I get off of my bike to go like get this dude off of my friend, I get like sucker punched from behind. Oh, and shit. I hear Jose yelling, or I hear Jose like yelling and getting off of his bike and another guy running across the street saying like, you just hit a girl, you just hit a girl. And I, Jose gets the guy that hit me. And then the guy that was running into the street to break up the fight, I'm pretty sure I punched him. But you I read it out. Remember? I read it out, man. <laughs> like I'd never been in a situation like that before. And so I like read it out and I guess I swung and hit. And, and then we got on our bikes and like rode away. <laughs> it was like the weirdest <laughs> shit ever. This is some pretty weird shit. I don't know if that even counts as a fight or more of just a... a like... I mean, what even? Why did he do that? I don't know. He just but came up like, with you guys. But then on the news, like the next day, I guess those dudes got arrested from like multiple counts of assault. So they were just going around hitting people. I guess I don't know, man. I don't know nothing. Who Remember when I said smacking people? You know when I said I don't know shit about fuck. I don't know. Shit I about still don't fuck. know shit about fuck. Like I still don't know nothing. I, I don't know. I'd be pretty fucking pissed if I got just. Like, I was just... like, what the hell, man? Like, what is this about? I mean. You don't hear about that every day. That's, mm. I mean, unless you're like downtown on a Friday, Saturday night, that shit kind of yeah, happens a I mean, lot. But even then, like, it's kind of been night and some heathen shit down there. Some heathen shit. No, I, it has. Like, I have. Like, I've been I don't going go down. Out. I've been going. I've been going down on a couple nights and like. Remember when I said I, I don't avoided do it? I've avoided it the last three weeks because like People the first no the crazy, first night it went man. out. You can tell, dude. There's just a lot of pent up energy out there. Right oh my now. god, yeah, so much pent up energy. Everybody's then, getting in fucking fights too. Well, and then they've got all this like full moon and Aries energy coming through. That's coming in hot. Dude. And then we've got like some Mercury shit going on some um what was it like mars and uranus like fucking i'm good but yeah okay yeah i'm not good and so like all this <laughs> other shit going on and i'm just like dude there's like all this crazy energy with all these people who don't know what the energy is and i'm like there's all this crazy like, energy with all the people who don't know what this I'm energy like, is i don't even know what it is i just know i fucking cry a lot it's cool <laughs> i cry it's cool I have a counselor. What's your, what's your zodiac? I already know the answer We're to this. We're both I already know Pisces. the answer to this, yeah. but I'm just saying, what's what's your zodiac for the show? My zodiac for the show, I'm a Pisces. Good old Pisces. A good old Pisces with a nice ascendant in Gemini and a moon in Sagittarius. So what does that mean? I'm a disaster. I, <laughs> from what I've read about myself, am a Pisces with an Aries moon. Oh, so you were definitely affected on the last full moon. How am I affected? I don't even know, man. We were all affected. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, tell me, how, how does it affect me? Well, I mean, when your moon is already in Aries, that's where it was at when you were born. Right. So right. that's like part of like your shtick, man. 
My stick? Your shtick. My shtick? Your shtick. Is that like my so, stink? Like, what's <laughs> well, this? just like, okay, <laughs> so we all have like these different crazy qualities, right? And um, which I will say there's been like that information download. So sometimes I don't keep all of the information. <laughs> you got to sort through it. You've got to sift through it. It can be relevant for the time. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> it was supposed to be in a, a nice uh did you say COVID? <laughs> I was coughing rude. <laughs> now you got it. COVID. COVID. Um but no, so different full moon energies is usually like you can have a motivation to do things. Mm -hmm. That can be one of them, or you can have like a deep sensor urge of like loneliness. Right. Or communication can be a spot on them. I mean it's I can't precisely remember what the full moon in Aries was about, but right. I mean, as your moon being in Aries, you were probably affected at least a little right. bit. Right, you're not an expert. I'm not an expert. Neither am I. I have no idea. I, I mean, I've, we could look it up. I could pull up the co-star. If we had somebody here, Camden, doing some shit, unfortunately, like, I didn't even ask Camden this time because I just like he's man. he's helped me so many times. I feel bad. Well, I mean, you reward him in friendship. Um. You don't? Uh, my friendship's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a needy bitch? Yeah. You're Pisces. No, just with Camden. That poor motherfucker's you're, been through the ring with me, man. You're Pisces male. I have put that poor kid to some hell over the last few bitches. years. And I just don't I don't like asking him a favors anymore because I feel he, he always he's getting me at dude, if it was one for that fucking kid, I'd be dead in a ditch somewhere. Well, that's the guy. Well, because I am an idiot sometimes. And well, we all know, are. I do stupid just, shit all the time. I always have to call him and be like, Camden, well, I'm walking down the street with one shoe and my uh, my phone's got 2%. I have no idea where I'm at. <laughs> I'm going to send you a picture Find me. of the house where I am, and I'm going to be sleeping in this lawn. <laughs> I'll see you in a little bit, buddy. <laughs> I'll see you in a little bit. Okay, bye now. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. See you soon. See you when I see you. Don't leave me. <laughs> I hope I don't get. And he pulls up, just shook as fuck in like three hours. Like I've been looking for you for fucking ever, dude. And I'm like, hey man, and I just See, that's the guy. Yeah, Everybody's gonna have that guy. Yeah, yeah, Everybody's gonna have that guy. He'll, he'll do it too. It's, that's what sucks. That's why I don't like asking him to do it because he'll do it, and you know, he's uh, he's a good guy. He does it. Mm -hmm. He's the guy. He also is normally the guy that does do it, but I. I Sunday nights are good for me. They're awesome. But he, he, he works at the Ruth Chris uh, Steakhouse. Okay. So he's always closing Sunday nights, you know, so, or like he's off at like 9 or 10. And I try not to do shows at 9 or 10. That's, That's like, pretty late. It's Yeah. I mean, I, well, I mean, we were close to 9. We were I rolling mean, at 8.50. We started at 10.30 at my last show. It's 10.19 right now. Yeah, we started at 10.30 at my last show. 10.30, that's late. It was fucked up. See, I'm just trying to figure out, like... But it was an awesome show, guys. Check it out. O'Shea Abney, fucking episode 24. Uh, give it a listen. I actually... I don't listen to my show a whole lot. I know that sounds like a stupid thing, but no, literally. It's it's hard to listen. It's a I, nice, sultry, sexy voice. Yeah, he does. He's, yeah, he, he, I'm like, ooh, I keep talking. <laughs> I, I don't listen to... You just want to talk dirty to me? <laughs> I'll pay you to say things. It's a good episode, man. We just... Uh, we smoke our cigars and... We uh, reminisce on some old times. Me and him have known each other for about 10 years, man. And I love that. It was a good, you know. wholesome show. He, he was just happy to be here and was happy to catch up with him. And cool thing about the kid, he's a fucking skydiver, man. 
Dude, I've never done it. I'm He's terribly, a badass, I'm terribly man. afraid of heights. His birthday party was last fucking like last week, and he skydived maybe, into his backyard. Maybe we should. Go so he had everybody. He had everybody. Everybody wait at his like house. his little back house. He has a yeah. little field behind his house, and he fucking jumped out of a plane and skydove into his party. That's fucking badass. I was like, dude, I've never skydived. Big dick swinging or what, dude? Fucking a. Do you strap it to your leg, dude? <laughs> like, fucking Christ. Does it give you resistance when you're skydiving? Like, does it slow you down? Is that how you're so good at it? Is that your secret? Is that like, the secret, like, bro? fucking A. O'Shea. Hey, O'Shea. No, I've never done it. Maybe we should go skydiving. Have you done it? Uh, he gave us actually a pretty good rundown on that episode in um, the process. What you got to do? It's a no, couple just, hours in classes. I'm totally fine. Twenty being, bucks a jump. I'm totally fine being strapped to somebody. I need them to jump out of the plane for me. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure if you do the yeah, kind of skydive where you just fine. where you just do the tandem one. Yeah, I just want uh, somebody you can, to make me You can me jump, jump that out. day. I'm pretty sure you can just want, go take a four hour yeah, class and hop out of the plane. I think to, it's like a twenty minute class if you're hopping out of a you know what? plane tandem. I'm gonna need them to help me hop out that plane if I'm gonna do it. I want to do it solo. Solo. I want to go solo. I haven't done it, but I want to take the training to do it solo because, like, your first jump. He said the first jump, they they just like pretty much push you out of the plane, and then you're automatically your shoot pulls the first jump. Oh. Yeah, and then and then you kind of get the feel of it, and then you just have to learn how to pull your own shoot. Is the thing. Oh yeah, I will totally do it strapped to somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Not even gonna consider it. (laughs) I man. That's I mean, no. I I would. I don't know. I've never jumped out of a plane before. Remember when I said I was terribly afraid of heights? Are you terribly afraid of heights? I've got a weird thing with heights. Man. I'm. I I did roofing for a long time. So but, I, uh, for not a long time, as, like a year. But you know, um, I had. So not gonna lie, I roofed. But there was one time on top of the roof that I did have a panic attack. <gasps> Because it was so high up? No, because we were being unsafe. <laughs> we were oh. being stupid redneck fucks on top Don't, of the roof. You can't be a stupid redneck fuck. Why not? We live in Idaho. Yeah, I mean, you can't do dumb butthole shit. It's I've done it's construction for almost 10 years now. And sometimes you gotta, I mean, sometimes When you're you on a roof with two good old boys who are just fucking redneck as shit. Uh, Drinking their curse or their bud water. No, they're just, they just, there's two people in this world that work hard as fuck. Rednecks and Mexicans. Hey now. What? I love my fucking Mexicans. They are Awesome. I wish I was more Mexican. I'm only a quarter Mexican, but dude, I, I cannot keep up with the fucking any Mexican. They are the hardest working people. Yeah, hey, I work pretty hard. No. You work no, pretty hard. But you don't work Mexican hard. Okay, that's fair. Like, dude, I swear to God, I have been doing construction for ten years and these people come to fucking play every time. Like, <laughs> there's guys that I'll I'll be like I'm gonna show up earlier and then like there's there's the one truck that I'm like you son of a bitch like you already know he's already been there for like 30 minutes and he stays later than you they're, just, they're hardworking people but like the only other people that keep up sometimes are rednecks. Rednecks like to party hard too. Well, these motherfuckers when I was working with them on the roofs, dude, they'd fucking like stand on 40, 30 foot ledges of roofs with vans and just be like. <laughs> Nope. Shooting like shooting stuff in no that's, harness, no harness that's a whatsoever. Hard nope for me. No harness whatsoever. And then one time we were up in McCall and we were doing like a four story house and this the, the house, the height didn't bother me, but it was the steepness of the roof. It was not having solid footholds. You yeah. know that's what made me fucking nervous. So I like I, I like the whole th- the whole idea. Makes I climb me I climb up fucking. Uh, 
nailed in two by fours to the top of this roof because it's too it's too steep to actually get up. So you have to nail two by fours to climb it almost like a tree. So you're like just climbing up a wall essentially, like rock climbing it. And you get on top and you straddle the peak. Right, and you're up about fifty feet in the air yeah, at this I'm point so because not, it, I'm, I'm so it was only thirty feet on that. one side and about fifty feet on the other. So good not doing that. And so, what you had to do is you, so you you have you take this thing called a uh, it's a it's a leaf spring off of a car. What is a leaf spring? It's so it's this giant rod of metal that's about this big. And you're okay. holding it up there. And okay. You carry it up there, and so you shove this thing under the shingles, and you push it, and it takes all the shingles off. It's for okay. wooden shingles. Okay. Right. And the way that we had our uh, safety harnesses set up, it was tied to a f- uh, fucking post on the other side of the house, so like one of the support posts. So if we fell off the steep side, we'd be okay. But if we just fell off the other side, we'd roll off. So the other side was only a two-story drop, but the four-story drop is where we were secured. So, you know, and I was straddling the top of this roof, shoving this giant tire leaf spring into these things. Crank, cranking them out. Cranking them out. On top of the fact that every single time you do this, there's a couple uh, hundred wasps up there. So the wasps start attacking you, and you start attacking at, back at the wasps, and you're holding a fucking 40, 30 pound leaf spring. Uh, I had a panic attack up I on the roof. I would have had a panic attack. Oh, it was too. horrible. And so I, I uh, takes me about like 10 minutes to like climb myself back down like shimmy 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 down off the roof and i just like go down and lay on the ground i'm just like <sighs> and although yeah. the other two good old boys are like hey bud you doing okay down there <laughs> you're doing all right down there and i'm like i'm calling it a day fuck you guys i'm, I'm out, out. <laughs> i'm out <laughs> i'm not working anymore today and they're like why and i'm like fuck that no thank you dude you couldn't pay me that was making like 12 dollars an hour Yep, nope. I was like, no, dude, I'm out. Oh. No, thank you. I'd be like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Bow, bow. That was probably one of my favorite jobs just because of the two guys that I worked with were like my two best friends for high, from high school. Indy and John Massey. Indy's a, he grew up to be a lineman. That kid was one of the hardest working people I've ever met. But 3.0 in high school. Okay. So smart, too. He got kicked out of high school. For why? He had uh, like fifteen absences. Okay. Because he had a full time job because he was working at Wendy's and his mom uh, made him pay all the bills and shit. Well, he was <laughs> being a stand up guy. Yeah, so he fucking missed one too many days of school because he's like, dude, I have a sh- I have a straight three If I miss another day, whoop de do. Yeah. And so our, they kicked him out, and they they were like, "Yeah, you can't walk across stage, you can't graduate." And our they, education system needs a reform. That but, shit's I fucked mean, up. That our was, entire governmental system needs reform too. It was There's weird. They they like my year of senior year in high school, and it's almost coming up on like ten fucking years now. It's like seven years I've been graduated. They I implemented. Didn't, I didn't go to my ten year reunion. Did you not? No. Why? I was working. Where'd I, you go to high school? I went to Bora. You went to Bora. Mm-hmm. I'm an, I I don't really care to go to the the 10-year reunion here. I didn't go to the I kind of want to go to the 10-year reunion down in Burbank. Here's here's how Cuz I didn't graduate on the stage down there, but I still went to uh, Burbank High School for 2 years in LA and I, I was just like I kind of want to go like Go to that one. I kind of want to check that one out and be like, "Oh, that's kind of neat." Cuz there's been a lot of kids who passed away in this last couple of years cuz it, it's crazy California. All my homies from California, I feel like the death rate is higher down there. A lot more people get into stupid shit. Well, yeah. Drugs and 
Well, because there's a lot more stupid shit down there. Well, exactly. I mean, we have that stupid shit here, too, exactly. but you just don't but, see it as much. No, I know. I just feel like I, I don't hear my friends from Boise kicking the bucket very often, but a lot of my homies from L.A. tend to get into the stupid shit. <sighs> Sorry, that's a big yawn. That was a big yawn. That's a big yawn. So, is there anything you missed? This is your episode. You got more oh, time. Man. You got less time. Whatever you want to oh, do. Oh, man. I don't even know. Do you have any questions? Like, I don't even know. Like, when I you wanted st- to talk about the actual, not the, um, you know how we were talking about the herbal ones, you, you can, the smokable yeah. herbs? Yeah. Talk about that. Talk about, I don't know much about that at all. None. No, I'm talking about the I, ones you tried. Oh, the ones I tried? Yes. I could tell you the... Because you were um, talking about it a little bit. And I was yeah, like, Yeah, so the I can tell you the blend that she gave me. And it's funny, I have What's it. the blend for? Like, it just, It's just like a... This blend has... Let me, let me see where it's at. Nope, not that. Um, nope, not that one. That one's places... So this, the, the herbal blend that she gave me was um, Damiana, Mugwort, Calendula, and Rose Petals. And so all of those different like uh, flowers and herbs have different purposes. And at that time, like we were working through like some chakra work. So my first like Reiki session, she goes through and I had some chakra blockages. Right. So, which is the craziest feeling ever. This is my very first time getting like Reiki done. And um, I had known what it was and I had like talked to people about it, but I had not experienced it yet. And so I'm like, okay, yeah, let's fucking do this. And so as we're like going through different chakra points, like, you know, she's not touching me, but it got to this point, like I could feel, it felt like a million pins pushing down on my chest at the same time that a million pins were pushing out, like hot pressure. Weird. Pressure, pressure, pressure. And like tingling, like very uncomfortable sensation. And uh, she was right over my heart chakra. And I essentially like like couldn't breathe. I just started sobbing and sobbing and sobbing like so hard that I couldn't breathe. And she's like, oh my God, you need to sit up. So I sit up and I have to catch my breath. And it was just a pretty like, Basically, like there was some blocked energy in my heart chakra. It was pretty closed. And so we worked through, you know, b- breaking that open. And I'm not exactly sure the, how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's a placebo. Maybe it's real. I'm pretty sure it's real because energy is pretty awesome. And that's right. what we are made of. So it makes really good sense to me. Um, and so we went through that. And um then I had like my solar plexus chakra was closed and so was my root chakra. And um, those all come with different beliefs. Like, you know, so often when it comes to like your um, root chakra, like you're having issues grounding to like the earth or grounding to yourself or it can come from like confidence issues or self-esteem issues. And so that's also been like part of it as well as re validating the relationship I have with myself and loving myself. Right. Which is, you know, we all struggle with that. We all struggle so hard with that because we have so many factors like, you know, that we tell ourselves like they can bring us down. And I, I'm not lying. I still have fucking low days, man. But at the end of the day, they're all just feelings that I have to feel and I have to acknowledge right. for what they are and understand like, okay, I might never know why I have this feeling 
but I feel you and I love you and I come at you with compassion. So just kind of like treating ourselves how we aim to treat other people. And so as like she's going through this, like we start talking about different things as far as like she's like, well, I can come up with an apothecary blend for you so you can roll an herbal cigarette and um, it will, you know, help with this, this, this and this and like this. One thing is for the chakra support along with like she recommend I start drinking golden milk, which is a turmeric, a turmeric milk, like a turmeric powder, it's different spices. And I, I don't have a microwave. <laughs> I haven't had a microwave in almost two years. Why? Um, I just, when I moved into my apartment, I never got one. Um, and I just got used to, uh, food has become much more ritual to me. And that's what I, that's another thing I want to add is like spending time to love yourself and have rituals, like specific rituals that you do morning rituals, nighttime rituals, like the same things that you, you know, you can take them with you and you can do them other places. Like meditation has become one of my rituals or I make breakfast almost every single morning. And I make my golden milk, which I use coconut milk and I heat it up in a saucepan. And it's very like I put intentions into the things that I do. Right. So instead of just going through the motions of daily life and even with my job, I try to move very methodically and I try to do things with intention behind them. And so it's kind of like switching my mindset through this whole experience of like, how am I going to get the most out of my experience? Right. And how I'm going to get the most out of that is with, um, how I'm going to get the most out of it is with the, our batteries oh, low. Did your phone die? No, the battery just died on the camera. On they're the still camera. going. They're still on the audio, though. That's oh, okay. okay, okay. So basically, like understanding that, like setting these rituals is the time that you spend with yourself. Right. So let it be, you know, at nighttime. My nighttime ritual is I usually wash my face, take out my contacts. I, through all of this with giving up alcohol, I did find um, kava kava which is like a root um, from like the Pacific Islands. And it's a natural like stress reliever. It helps with anxiety. It helps with um, sleep. It helps with sociable factors. It's really relaxing and I make it with tea. And um, sometimes I'll have my kava at night and I sit and I read my book and I have like a nighttime ritual. Right. And I have a morning ritual. I take my mornings very slow. I take my morning very seriously. I love my morning. My morning is, what sucks is like if I don't have time in the morning to literally just do my fucking 10, 20 minutes of Nothing. Nothing. That's your ritual. That's your time by yourself. That's I your have time. to have that, and I I can, I don't understand how people don't do that. Where they like they wake up and they're just like, like go 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 go. I'm like no no no. I like to wake up slowly. <laughs> like, I like to wake up very slowly. I like to. I want my. I want the day. One of my favorite memes. I, I want the day in my hands. I, I, it's not I, in my hands when I wake up. I have up a like real that. good meme that's like, um, you we know when you come across really good ones that you love. I save yeah. this one and. It basically says, I um, like my morning to right. take it slow before it tries to fuck me. Like, that's it. I want to take <laughs> I like, want to fuck my morning. I don't want my morning want, to fuck me. Is yeah, how I, I want to take my whole day slow. Like, I want to yeah. take my morning slow and casual and really just get mentally prepared and set my intentions. Drink that's a really cup it. of coffee, take a yeah. moment. Take a moment to chill or sit outside Think. or like 
Honestly, Unfortunately, check your phone is a new ritual in the morning. Oh, I do do that. That's the worst. That's, I need to, I need to get out of that Unfortunately, habit. Unfortunately, that's mine too. But All I do is I wake up and I'm just like, blah, 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 on fucking um, Instagram or Facebook or something. Who doesn't love the shit. gram, man? I love the gram. Gram has became the fucking goat because it is like, and it's not the greatest of all time. It's just the most used of all oh, time. I, like like, it, I prefer I the like gram the over gram. the Facebook. But, well, but no, like, I think it's, well, uh, that, that's what sucks is Facebook owns Instagram. Oh, really? You didn't know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, Facebook and Instagram. Is I'm same. really not so that hip. I turn my laptop <coughs> on like twice a month to pay But bills. that's what sucks is it's the same giant entity just that sucks <sighs> you in. You're just sitting there on the gram, but it's Facebook. Bums. Because all we do is we post pictures of ourselves, but Facebook was, what was what was Facebook originally? Pretty much just statuses. Yeah. Pictures true. and statuses turned into pictures. Oh, you know, well. And that's our excuse now. Well, it was, it's not Facebook because it's pictures. It's no, I just no. It's the same fucking it thing. It is the it's same clout. fucking thing. It's fucking uh, clout. You know, well, it's just it's 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 turned into something that's it's so toxic for the human brain. You know, and it's it's. I mean, I personally hate the suction, the the the, mag, the magnetic energy that it has, like to oh, me. It's the, a the addiction I have to it. Oh, yeah. I see. I and, and unfortunately, I just started a fucking a pod a podcast page. I know. I so was the podcast say, Instagram. I was going to give you good. a challenge. I mean, I know that like if I gave you a not drinking challenge, I don't know how well you would do. Maybe nine days is what I would get out of you. Probably. Well, sober October would have been better if Will would have fucking showed up to play. Oh man! But you know what? That's Will's journey. You make your own decisions, Casey. Well. Take accountability. I did for your better own last actions. year. I did better last year when I did. <laughs> I did it better last year when I did it for myself. Yeah. Versus when I did it for uh, group bet. The group bet. I'm, I don't think I'm gonna do that again next year. If I'm gonna do it, I might do it with one other person. Just be like, hey, me and you. First one to cave. Fucking sucks. Accountability <laughs> partners. Don't even do it as a the first one to cave. Like. Well, you know, no. There's a reason. There's other. like a whole sober October thing. Hey, it's like it's like it's like a. Uh, oh, of course. Yeah, I want a cookie. Um. These I mean, cookies, ladies and gentlemen, are delicious. They're really good. I wanted to make some comfort granny cookies, and that is exactly what I did. And they're pretty damn tasty. When I say, oh, damn, that's a good cookie. I might have another half of a cookie. Yeah, eat as many cookies as you want. No, don't eat as many cookies <laughs> as you want. <laughs> we don't want diabetes, kids. Mm -mm, sugar, rush. <laughs> sugar rush. These are really good, though. Can you bake for me more, please? Absolutely. I thoroughly enjoy it. Well, and that's one of the things, like... My mom doesn't bake for me much. She, she, She's too far. She lives in Nampa. I'll bake for you. It's not that she can't. It's not that she doesn't want to. Mm. She just, she's too far. She's a great mama. Mm. So, I... Love you, mom. Shout out. I love, I love my mom, too. Shout out, mom. Um, I feel like back to, like, that ritual thing and, like... Going through COVID, we all lost things that we enjoy. My biggest one was like live music and trying to find things, new things in our lives that we can substitute to give us a really strong sense of joy. It's really important. And that works with ritual as well. Like you have to kind of, you know, to be overall happy, you have to redevelop that relationship with yourself and self-love is pretty important and it's really fucking hard. And just treating yourself with compassion and being patient. Because it's a crazy-ass world we live in. But that's why I started baking again. No, morning rituals. 
I enjoy creating. Oh, I guess baking is a ritual for you too, huh? Mm-hmm. I usually do it on my days off, or sometimes I just do it for fun. I like sometimes turn my phone on airplane mode. I think my my ritual, my main one, mm-hmm. would probably just be sitting and listening to music. Yeah, I love to sit. Just I have a TV in my living room, but I, I probably watch a week, maybe about two movies to a movie. Maybe if somebody's here, I watch a movie with them or something, you know. Or with like, all those oh, oh, I guess no, honeys. that's that's a fuck up. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, but or like, I have to consider sports though. Screen time. So if I can, uh, if I add in watching Dodger games, because mm-hmm. that's my team, man. I don't do it all the time, but I do it one season per year, and that's baseball season. Um, per week, I probably watch like. A few. Are, you t- are you talking about sports ball to me right now? I'm just talking about my hours that I watch baseball a week <laughs> that I could probably improve on. But it's you the know. best sport to watch on television because you can take a nap in the second inning and wake up and keep in watching. the sixth and, and not then, miss anything. Well, that's how they keep score on baseball is they, they, they record the hits and the scores so you can uh, per inning. Yeah, so the scoreboards, that the whole scoreboard's like that. So the yeah. scores, you can always be like, oh, cool. They hit there and they hit there. And they show you highlights. Yeah, it's a good time. That's mm-hmm. why I love baseball. Mm-hmm. But football, you look away for two seconds, you miss something. What happened? Fuck. Those are damn good cookies. They're really good cookies. I'm so happy. I have to shout out to Callie Johnson, man. So my fucking. This angel. She's a little dude. Angel. She did the other day. We, I was uh, too much of a child to go to the store and do my own shopping, so I just didn't do it. And um, Callie was like, "This bullshit! You've been like eating ramen and bean soup for a week, you fucking child. Go to the store. You do what you want. <laughs> go to the store. I tell people, don't tell me what to do. I'm you know, and up. she's all like, you know what? Whatever, dude. And she calls Colby, and she's like, Oh yeah, I got him a gift card to Fred Meyer. Gets me a gift card at Fred Meyer for two hundred dollars. Just be like, go fill your fucking fridge. That's <laughs> what friends are for. Mama dude, Callie, I'm man, you. she's so awesome. Shout out to her. I don't even think she listens to the show, but you know, maybe she should start. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the craziest part. Like, I've gotten people who come up to me and like, I, Fourth of July too. This actually happened the first time. Somebody came up and they're like, "Wait a minute, dude, do you have a Young Blood podcast?" And I was like, "Yeah." And they're like, dude, "You look familiar." I was like, "That's you." And I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Whoa." Whoa. Whoa! It was just weird. I didn't. That's not because that's not what I'm doing this for. I'm I'm doing this because this has brought so many awesome relationships together that I've already had with people. But like, I've, it's given me an opportunity to actually be like, "Hey, man, that's we're friends." Yeah, well, we're not what, friends on Facebook. We're actually fucking friends. Let's sit down and talk. Well, that's, 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 that's weird. Is. It's like like it's weird to people if I just said, "Hey, come to my house because can we just talk for like an hour." <laughs> there wasn't a microphone right hey, here. Some people would be really weirded out by I that. I wouldn't. So no, but some people would. They'd man. be like, they'd be like, what do you mean? You just want to like, you just, just want to like talk? talk? We have to look at it this way. Like, okay, like, okay, I did go to college for a couple semesters, and uh, one of the things that was really always stood out to me was in a communication course. Like, you think of communication, okay, like. What is that? The that six was my degrees, favorite. That was one of my favorite. Six classes. degrees of separation between you and every other human on this planet. That was literally right? one of my favorite classes. But if you look at it this way, we all have our own experiences. We all have all of these things as we've already learned, things that we've read, things that we've gone through, things that insights or whatever perceptions. Which like half of everything is nobody is ever wrong and nobody is ever right. It is all broken down to perception. There's no wrong and there's no right. It is 
how it is specifically perceived by that person. Everybody speaks their own truth. And when you start understanding what your truth is and the truth that you want to speak, like your truth for you, that's your truth. My truth for me, that's my truth. Your truth isn't wrong. That's just your truth, which shout out to Don Miguel Ruiz. If you have never read the four agreements, the fifth agreement or (laughs) the mastery of love, holla, start reading that shit because it just like basically we're all on this. We're all some. You're going to send me a uh, book list. You want a book list? You're going to send me a book list because I have Audible. I have have 15 credits on Audible that are unused right now that I need to. Yeah. I need to I claim. get you a book list, BB. Like, send it shit. over. Yeah. And then, and then when you do send it over, I'll try to put it in the description. What I ask all of my guests to do. Um, so if, and if anybody's ever noticed, uh, I, I have a description of the show on Spotify. Like if you if you open the episode and you see um, the fucking O'Shea app, and you see that yeah. I write something about them. Yeah. Um, but what I do ask is that they write it. Um, oh, okay. They write it in third person. They say, Tara, blah, 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 blah. Does this, this, and this. It's from Boise. Oh, I want them to write it. You okay. know, I'm a damn good writer. You know, I can, <laughs> about every every other guest, they probably take their part and completely rewrite it. I'm like, dude, you're way cooler than that. Come on. I mean. You know, and there's, nobody... a, there's a couple people who kill it. They write it well because I want them to have the opportunity. Hey, I'm not going to tell people who you are. You know, yeah. I want you to say, hey, this is who I am. This is my episode. You know, I mean, this is what's up. The you only know? way I could put it is <laughs> I am just some crazy crying bartender bitch who, you know, ultimately I'm just on one specific part of my journey and my journey is not anybody else's. Right. It's how I'm doing it. Right. And it's how, you know, I've been, I've, I've collectively taken information, which, and that's what I circling back to me, communication. Like we are all, you've been downloading your hard disk. I have been downloading hard. And part (laughs) of it is, is taking like, you know, as people communication is we experience so much an information download by talking to other people, like collecting information from data sources, each other, i.e. their experiences, their, Mm -hmm. their perceptions on things like that's what we're doing. And we are each other's greatest source of information. And you know what the difference between us and an actual disc is, is we're, we're no cap. Yeah. You can keep learning. You can exactly. keep you can keep loading that disc infinitely. It's never going to stop. Exactly. Uh, even into like the next life and ultimately we're just a whole bunch of like crazy ass cosmic stardust walking around in a meat suit <laughs> trying to make the best of this life. And like everybody's version of what their life should be like is different and you know that's like the hardest part like the the coolest and hardest part is we get to fucking choose. Right. Like we get to choose how we want to do it and we get to choose like I'm choosing to do this work to heal myself so I can have a wholeness by myself and I can take the light or whatever because we all are affected by light and energy and if I can somehow take like my experiences, what I'm doing and heal that and pass that appreciation on or inspire somebody to pick up a new hobby or do something like, you know, my counselor tells me the other day, maybe you need a new hobby. I'm like, Okay, like let's just chalk it on there. Let's just right. chalk it on let's there, just, bud. Yeah, like let's get yeah, a new hobby. Yeah, but I got the time for that. Let's, you know what? But we make time to do those things. Right. We make time to do things that we enjoy, and a hobby is one of those things that everybody should have one because it is something that challenges you. It's like something that you can do. If you don't think you have time, wake up earlier. Exactly. 
Get up Manage earlier. your time better. Go to sleep earlier. Like, stay up later. Sleep less. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's, well, it's. But, but sleep is also rest your Rest your body, rest yourself. But, like, if you really don't think you have time, make time. You like, also it, have you to can. think about it this way. Rest is very important. It is. Because. As we're having this daily dose of But don't download, make it an excuse is all I'm saying. Don't make it an excuse. Don't make it an excuse. We have to rest it. Like when you turn it off when you're going to bed, it's basically like putting all of that information download into hard storage. Right. And take care of yourself. Yeah, really take care of yourself. Drink right now, water. We're right basically complicated. House, we're basically houseplants. We need sunlight, water. We're houseplants with complicated emotions. And right now it's it's the biggest thing we can kind of stress. Like even even if you don't, believe in what's all going on even if you have conflicted beliefs or wherever you're coming from just make sure you yourself and your fucking unit your your body is running at the best of its capacity because that's it's the one thing that you can do like and it's all connected yeah when your body is healthy your brain is healthy exactly and that's that goes to what you put into your body how you treat your body stretch man how when was the last time you stretched casey uh, good question. <laughs> yeah, good question, huh? I didn't stretch today, but I did stretch yesterday. To be fair, to, to be, be fair, to be fair, to be fair. Letter Kenny, uh, <sighs> I, uh, really, really would have probably killed to go in a hot sauna today and just take yeah. a nice sweat out. But I did just get a tattoo two days ago, so I, I would have had an answer for you. I would have been like, "Oh, I stretched today in the sauna," so I. I, did. I can't sweat and do anything. This tattoo that I got is... It's badass. I absolutely love it. Uh, basically, the concept behind it, this is an, a pretty neat little little shindig gig. Uh, it just stands for defeat the devil, man. You know, if you almost die in a day and uh, you live the next, sometimes you have a little belief that you beat that son of a bitch. You beat the death, you know. And the, where that comes from is my buddy Will... Uh, his grandfather, uh, was diagnosed with cancer. He was an older, an older guy. And, you know, he, he, he lived with that cancer for another, I think it was like six years and, uh, smoked cigarettes through the entire last day of his, his life, man. That guy. And every time he lit up his cigarette, what he would say was beat the devil today, beat the devil today. And he would puff that cigarette all the way down. He, and he said, dude, he wouldn't. He wouldn't ash that cigarette one time. It would stick in his mouth. He'd be, yeah, beat the devil today. So it's just it, that the whole concept of that. I love that. It, it, it's it was, it was imagine perfect. this. Imagine if you were the devil and you went all the way down to Georgia and lost a goddamn fiddle contest. <laughs> <laughs> Man, what a shot to the ego. No shit. Yeah. Which death is like, that's something that keeps coming up in my reading and um, the acceptance of death and, you know, even just talking about it with people and like you're talking about the sauna. I actually had a conversation with a gentleman today about sweat lodging. Right. And uh, he flat out told me, he's like, if you don't feel like you're brushing death's front door in a sweat lodge, you're not doing it right. Right. And I'm just like, okay. He's like, I would recommend doing it at least once in your life. I'm like, well, I've been looking into, and then that's the thing, like. This shit that I'm getting into, oh my god, like that hippie shit. Like I joke around, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, how is what what on earth? But something is calling me to it, and so I've been doing like an excessive amount of reading on all of the different m methods and the different things that you can do on a holistic approach, along with like 
alternate dimensions and (laughs) (laughs) um, collective consciousness and raising from a third dimension to a fifth dimension, uh, all of us on a plane. And it's just kind of like so interesting in the depths and the amount of things that have been been done for centuries for that connectedness to the unknown, because that's really what it is. And that's why people are so afraid of death is because it's unknown. Well, what if you can have that little slice of pie to kind of be okay. And that's what I'm like really trying to do is like, I'm trying to heal all this shit. So ultimately I'm okay. And I'm okay with the whole idea of death. And we'd all like to say like, Hey, if death was knocking on my door, I would be okay with it. Right. But ultimately like, what all do we have to do? Like, what do we, do we have this grandiose plan for our life? Or are we just going to like, and that's, that's one of the things like, as I live, try to, aspire to live more presently, I become more okay with the term of dying. Because ultimately, like, all we have is the now. I can't think about the the future. Like, I can't think about all the shit that's going to happen because nobody is certain. There's, like, alternate realities. There's different planes. There's different fields. And that's scientific shit, bro. Like, I can't give you the numbers. But, I mean, there's all kinds of shit that we know nothing about. And so, like, I'm personally just exercising the avenue that is best fit for my own spirituality. Right. And I'm not saying that it is the way to go or I'm not saying anything bad about religion because I believe in a God. I believe in the creation. Like I believe in that. So ultimately, like I'm not saying that like we all have our own belief system and that's actually like a book that I read last (laughs) summer. Oh, clearly I like to read. Um, But I read this beautiful book called, okay, so this author, I actually listened to his, this is how I heard about him. I was listening to Aubrey Marcus's podcast, which I fucking love Aubrey Marcus. And this guy's name is Mark Manson. And he wrote the book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, which ultimately- Oh, I love that book That book so is much. so amazing. It tells you essentially how to delegate how many fucks you're giving. And you're basically, the way I look at it is you have like a bank of fucks, right? This is the only thing you can give. Like, okay, you can give the fucks to this. You can give fucks to that. Where are you putting your fucks? Right. I don't want to go bankrupt on fucks. So I'm going to pick and choose on what the, the, the things that I am going to genuinely care about. And so- he wrote a second book called Everything is Book Fucked, a book about hope. Right. And this book is about hope. And you think about like as the human race, ultimately what has kept us alive and surviving for so long is hope. We have hope for this, hope for that, hope that it will get better, hope that this will happen, right? So we all have this hope, hope that the afterlife or hope that there is this beautiful pearly city of jewels and goldenness above us. Okay, yeah, that's a hope. And that is what basically drives us to live our lives in a specific fashion. So as I'm going through my journey trying to heal these traumas so I can live wholly, presently, not concerned about my past, my limiting beliefs, and accepting others for what they are and who they are and their truths, that is what I want to do. Right. I want to be able to accept everything for as it is and vibrate on a higher frequency, and I want other people to vibrate however they need to. But ultimately, we're all in this for the same fucking thing. Right. We're all made out of the same thing. We are all the same thing. And we are all so connected. And we're not just connected with each other, but we're connected with the planet. We're connected with the stars. We're connected with everything in this universe. 
And that's fucking badass. <laughs> it's very. <laughs> it's like badass. It's very. Yeah. Like you even have to think of like, okay, conception. Like when you have a woman who like conceives a child, like, okay, from the point of conception to when that baby is actually grown to like when it is an adult at the peak of its growth. Like, okay. So that thing multiplies 5 billion times its average size, its original size. That is essentially what our universe did. So it started off as one thing and it multiplied 5 billion times. So you get to like look at the life cycles and the death cycles and you look at like this thing that is we are essentially start off as the universe in a womb with some crazy consciousness that is born into a life to learn specific lessons to develop its conscious being. And personally, I do believe in reincarnation. Like I believe that we're all to learn to live specific lessons and you will live over and over and over and you're supposed to learn those lessons and become woken to them. Right. And learn and understand. And it's kind of like a video game. Like you get to level up and you can only level up so many times. And then you get to this point where you have like all of this knowledge and this information. And it's like, holy shit, I'm fucking leveling up. And you level up to a point where then you become the guides or the other people that those conscious beings that are trying to help other people level up. And like that's, there's actually this beautiful thing. Like in the Buddhist religion, there is a term, it's called a bodhisattva and a bodhisattva also the name of that George Jones beer, um, <laughs> which is really good. Um, a bodhisattva is essentially a being who dedicates its current life and every life going forward to the enlightenment of others. Right. So it continuously lives over and over just trying to bring others to enlightenment. Wow. Which is fucking cool. Like, can you imagine making a multiple life commitment People can't even stay married, okay? Right. Like, yeah, no, they can't. Like, not, not, but making, not anymore. Making a. I really hope that that number changes soon. Like, and you know how it just continues to get worse. Oh, the divorce, the divorce rate? rate. I hope, I just, especially after COVID, man. I just hope it. I just hope it gets better. It's just, yeah. It's all well, I hope. well, I think there's just such a um, social norm pushed pushed on um, society that, okay, like even think of the American dream. Like, okay, go to go to school go to college, get married, have a family, have a career, and then die in debt. It's cool. Right. You know, pretend like this rat race, keeping up with the Joneses. And why are we doing something wrong? The Americans die earlier than any other culture. Like, we're moving too fast. And people don't have the time to make the decisions. Like, how many people do you know that have college degrees that work in the service industry? A lot. That right? aren't doing anything. Right? Know? I mean, I was 22 and they're like, you have to pick a major. I'm like, I don't know what I want for lunch. <laughs> and here I am like almost 30 and I think to myself, I'm like, oh shit. Like I'm still really young and I'm really excited to turn 30 because I'm no longer in my 20s and people don't think I'm as full of shit. Right. As I once was. <laughs> and I feel good about myself and I'm pretty confident in who I am as a person. But now I'm like getting to this point where I'm like, oh man. Right. Like what kind of impact do I want to make? How is the best way for me to make an impact? Or what kind of impact, like, how, how, what, what do I want to do? What is my, what is my designed path? Right. Because there's something set out for me. I'm just trying to figure out what it is. It's kind of like we're going down this path. We're going on this journey. And it's like, okay, cool. And like, 
we're chopping down brushes now and we're finding <laughs> where the path is. And it's like, oh, okay, now I have like all of these things that are sparking my interest. And I'm like, okay, well, I really enjoy baking. Like, I would really love to have a bakery. Okay, I really enjoy brewing kombucha. Maybe right. like, well, do I want to brew kombucha? Um, okay, I really have been enjoying learning about herbal blends. I received a book the, and like reading about plant medicine. Like, okay, like, is my calling to learn about plant medicine and treat people that way. My mom, right. my mom was joking around with me because Colby actually came over to my house because when he wasn't feeling good and I basically sent him out my door with tea and this and that pill and I was like, okay, take two of these, take one of this, drink this tea and go sit in the sauna. Right. And my mom's like, you always said you were going to be a doctor. Here you are like sending somebody out the door with a whole bunch of natural remedies and I'm like, <laughs> well, I guess it's because my, myself, I don't like pharmaceuticals. Right. And so it's like, okay, I have no idea still though. Right. All I can do is tell you that I read a whole bunch of books and clearly I'm absorbing some sort of that information. Right. And I talk to a lot of people about really weird shit, <laughs> really weird shit. But I mean, it's all just a path. And the present moment and being living in the now is like what I'm noticing to be the most productive thing and the addition to my life and really like sitting in silence, sitting in stillness. Right. Like, so those 20 minutes in the morning, appreciate them because yep. that's like specific time that you're spending with just yourself. Take it. Take that time mm -hmm. and listen. And when you have thoughts come up, like one of my favorite things, like Ram Dass, I was listening to, I'm not sure if it was Ram, I wasn't Ram Dass, it was Alan Watts. So I was listening to an Alan Watts um, seminar and one of the things he was talking about was in meditation. So people often think that the goal of meditation is to not have any thoughts. Mm -hmm. That's false. You can't just turn them off. Right. That is takes a lot and a lot of practice. So when you're like starting to meditate, like, and you're sitting there, you can be like on the floor, you can be in a chair, you can be open-eyed, you can be shut-eyed, you can do it however you want. You can have, you know, ethereal sounds playing, you can do it however you want. It's your time with you. But when you start having those thoughts, let them come in. Mm -hmm. Let them come in, acknowledge them, feel them, think them, and let them go. Along with like, I'm, I'm really learning the importance of breath work. And like in yoga, I don't know if you've ever done yoga, but they always talk about prana. Prana is your breath. And the entire, you know, act of doing yoga, it doesn't matter if you're doing a slow like Zen flow or vinyasa flow. It doesn't fucking matter. The focus is breath work. Right. So essentially, breath is life. Like, if we stop breathing, we fucking die. Right. Right? So breath is our life force. So here, like, you're taking all of these different things. Like, you know, every culture around the world, like ancient culture that has all of these spiritual beliefs or whatever, like, breath is key. Mm -hmm. Breath is so key because we all have it. And so when you're doing your breath work, and naturally, like, my favorite one is... Um, Deepak Chopra, one of his meditations, he talked about the importance of extending your exhale. So my favorite count lately when I'm really like want to chill the fuck out, I'll inhale for four, hold for two, exhale for six. Right. And I'll count in my head. And once you start, like when you extend the exhale, you are naturally calming down your body and your brain. And so focus. Interesting. Interesting, yeah. right? And if you've ever done like yoga nidra, yoga nidra is specifically just breath work and a guided meditation. Like you're not fucking moving. You're in a corpse pose. You're in your bed. You're anywhere. And yoga nidra is just this very intense like breath work where you feel the energy tingling through your entire body. Right. And so 
just like focusing on your breath work and like one of my favorite things that I've ever heard is what's the first thing any calm person does before making a decision? What's that? They breathe. They breathe. Like think about all the calm people you've ever met. <laughs> they take a breath. They take they a breath anything. before they say anything. Yeah. And just like listening. And I don't know, like ultimately at the end of the day, I still know nothing about nothing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just know what I, I don't know shit about fuck. I don't know shit about fuck. I've just been collecting all of this information and trying to compute it and trying to put it all together. And this isn't even all of it, man. Like there's so much more that I am learning. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is really exciting and meeting people like meeting people is really rad and ultimately like one of my um I finished a book while I was in Mexico by the pool and it was this the book on sacred science the guy who took these people to the jungle and the closing um chapter basically stated it as this like the medicine is everywhere right it's in every interaction it's in every experience, it's in every breath. That's right. the medicine. So being um, observant enough to recognize the moment for what it is and acknowledge that and the lesson to be learned, that is a medicine in itself. The right. moment itself is the medicine. And we all have that all of the time. It's just recognizing and being grateful. And you know the power of manifestation and being grateful for things you don't even have yet. Right. You know, that's really fucking powerful, too. Don't ask for things. Be grateful for the things that you have and you don't have. Right. I don't know. I t- thankful. I, thankful. Gratitude. Yeah. Well, we have. Wow. What do we do? Two hours oh, and that's 25 a long minutes. One. That Jeez. is. Wow. Oh, man. <sighs> we could sit here all night, but I think we should probably wrap we it up. We should probably wrap it up. I think I might order a pizza. I have so much food. I know you do. I have so much food. Help yourself. Um, wow, guys, this has been an episode, I think, 26 of the Young Blood wow. Podcast, guys. You know where to find me. Go to YouTube. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Thank you, Tara, for coming on. It has been Thank an so absolute much. pleasure, an honor, a good time, a party. Um, thank you, guys. This thank has been a journey. It really has. All of you who keep listening, who keep tuning in, um, you continue to grow. It's, it's, it's kind of a scary thing. You guys are coming at me pretty quick. It's all about growth, baby. Yes, and consistency. We're going to try to keep these shows on Sunday nights, but uh, there's going to be some people that can't always do that. Like Jeff Long, I was supposed to do a show with him on Saturday, um, but um, I got really busy with work and worked late, and it couldn't happen. So we're expect him on soon, and there's a... I got a bunch of other people on. I got a, cu- a couple time bombs for you guys. You'll love it. You'll love the episodes. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a good night. Oh, that was a good one. BBB. Oh, man. I'm so stoked. Hey, thanks. <laughs> Did that cookie slap? Slapped me in the fucking face. Good. How'd your body feel? I. <laughs> hey, thanks for not thinking I'm fucking crazy, or maybe wow, you do. Awesome podcast. That was a good one. You're gonna get me laid like a motherfucker. You what? You're gonna get me laid like a motherfucker. Am I? Is that one gonna get you laid? All those hippie chicks are gonna be like, oh my god, <laughs> can I talk to your friend Tara? <laughs>
How do I get to know her? <laughs> Buy her cookies. That's information downloading. You want to know what's funny? You want to know how you're so high on those cookies? Why? Because I put intentions in those fucking cookies. You know, I put intention, like, like I was saying, like, I put intention into as much as I can. I was, I was listening I to you, but I was like, dude, this is the most quiet I've ever been on in my podcast. Some people. <laughs> You're like, should I eat another cookie? I'm like, no. <laughs> I would have fallen asleep on the chair. <laughs> I'm like, don't eat another cookie. That's a, um, pre-roll. Dude. Let's see what goodies I've got. Oh. Ooh, what? I, I'm honestly, like, I've been craving pizza for weeks now. Really? I had pizza last night. I, I spent $3 <coughs> on a pizza last night. That's okay. Pizza. How's that disgusting? Pizza's delicious. That's the amount of pizza. <laughs> Where'd you get it from, Domino's? No. I don't do that anymore. Domino's is trash. Where'd you get it from? Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut's trash. No, I got wings on pizza. Their wings are fire. Okay. Their wings are so good. I have... Fuck no. I have a chicken pot pie. I have I'm a, when I said I was ordering pizza, I was serious. I'm gonna I'm gonna head home and order some za. I'm not gonna judge you ordering pizza. Dude, I've been craving it, man. Or maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just get on there and see what's available. It is a Sunday night. I. You want a little bit of cocaine before you go home? No, I'm okay. Sure. Yeah. Cocaine uh, kind of fucks with your pineal gland a little bit. Why is that? It can calcify your pineal gland. Use. I'm not saying it's bad by any means. No, I just don't know what that means. Um, so your pineal gland is like where your third eye is. Really? Mm-hmm. And the last time I did cocaine, I got like really sick. Because really? I've been, you gotta look at it this way, like when you kind of like detox the fuck out of your body. Right. Um, you detox your body, certain things, like when you put them in, can affect you. Like your body, my body rejects shit sometimes. Dude, I haven't even had sex in like four months, almost, three months. I listened to an entire podcast yesterday on um, the orgasms. The yep. brain. Yeah, after the coop. I'm going to cycle. Chillest dog ever. What's that? Your dog is the chillest. He just like fucking. He's such out. a good boy. He's the best boy. Look at the dog is he? He's so handsome. 
You got those creepy poodle eyes. Are we peeing out here? Oh yeah. I'm so sorry. Didn't mean to walk in on your restroom. That's the backup bathroom. Mm. Dude, thanks for having me. Oh, dude, that was way fucking awesome. It makes me feel like some of the fucking reading I'm doing is like... Benefiting more than you now. Yeah. And like I said, I know fucking shit about fuck, dude. Yes, you do. Mmm. Oh. Now for the fun part. What's the fun part? Editing. Editing? No, ma'am. <laughs> 